4: the parkins and spiegel show if you're ready, give me a- then go out to a team dinner
5: ah wow, that's impressive
6: you know if I, if I was ever as drunk as you, i'd be i'd be i'd still be throwing up but, but there he was just getting some burnouts shotgun snap to mahomes drops
7: back left tackle ball goes to kelsey 30 runs first side 25 20 now he runs the opposite way he runs at the 50 he runs at the 40 the guy is drunk but there he goes when i to- and i told you
0: Honey, we do what I never What? To one, one, two, three. And here, here we go, Jeff. Here, here we,
4: we go. go. Here we, we go, go. Jeff. Here we go, Tony. We go. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from two to six on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station.
8: Yeah.
6: That was one way to play Mario Kart back in college great time thanks for those very hazy memories
5: dominated the boy this morning oh good for you at, at mario kart you don't let him win i do not good for you he wins at almost everything else in terms of the video game varietals so i've got to win there i wasn't aware of rubber banding until someone texted about it yesterday that's the the video game uh thing where if you're ahead it makes you slower the oh, computer does yeah 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 if you're sure. behind it makes you faster it tries to draw i didn't know
6: that was the term that's like an nba jam where like every game ends up cl- close it's much harder to make a shot in nba jam if you have a lead sure. and then the other team comes back all the time and
5: very seldom a blowout in tecmo's super bowl because you're like oh i feel like i got the juice i feel like i got the juice yeah you do it's called rubber banding oh, I apparently didn't know yeah i didn't know either all right we all learned something today yeah, this is the show where people learn things i think that's why we exist see I predominantly think, i i disagree <laughs> We don't. It's not, I mean, this is in school. It's
6: not a lecture. Let's, let's make you. I mean, we want to make your day go fast between two and six.
5: I know, but we're in the knowledge acquisition business. We go out uh, and get it, and then we kind of mix it around, interpolate it, and send it out to the people in our own way.
6: I just want the want you to laugh. That's that's all we're looking for here. Make this thing go by as fast as possible. Uh, different strokes. Um, you s- ma- you
5: make the jokes today. I'll just teach. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs>
6: The analytics. Hell, yeah. Um, did you read Ken Rosenthal on, Kim, on Tim Anderson? Speaking of hilarious.
5: Um, Ken Rosenthal really doing his best, in my opinion, to advise Tim Anderson to take the offer from the Miami Marlins. The, the whole thing reads like, hey, uh, it, it, you know, Tim, you're not going to get a better offer than this. The Marlins are the only team in baseball who haven't signed a free agent. This could be a way for Tim to get 500 at bats at shortstop. Remember, he was good in the World Baseball Classic, and then he was terrible. But he was hurt, and it was it was a very I thought it was thoughtful, um, but it certainly left me by the end thinking. Tim Anderson should sign with the Miami Marlins. That's a team it, that seems to want him.
6: I don't think that Ken Rosenthal has a rooting interest in it. I think whoever his sourcing was, possibly Tim Anderson's agent, had a rooting interest in crafting a narrative of, look how good of an opportunity this would be for Tim to play shortstop and get 500 at-bats because that, isn't, that offer isn't out there in a lot of places. And if someone's saying, why are you guys starting talking about Tim Anderson? Just think about what we're saying here. Top baseball reporter talking about a guy that Joe Buck said on this show, a person who should be the face of baseball, the best offer he can get is a one-year prove-it deal with one of the worst franchises in the entire sport, but he could probably play shortstop and get 500 at-bats. And when
5: Joe Buck said that, that was August of 2021. This is how fleeting it can be, how quickly it can fall. So that's for personal 2022 reasons, season,
6: 2023 season, and we're getting ready for 2024 opening day.
5: Personal reasons, health reasons, performance reasons, um, all the stuff that he's been through. And and Kenny writes about some of it with the admission of the child out of wedlock and, and all of that.
6: But this was supposed to be the offseason where Tim Anderson cashes in on changing the game, face of the game, Batting title, all-star appearance, walk-off on national TV, mm-hmm. multiple playoff appearances. This was supposed to be the offseason where he cashes in on a nine-figure deal. And life comes at you fast, man. Yeah, it does. It comes at these guys very,
3: very fast. It's He's interesting, not the only
5: one. Interesting uh, that your theory of the agent as source, I had been thinking Marlins front office as Source And as an extension of that, kind of the baseball industry as backdrop, as we've been talking about, 108 remaining free agents who were on the master list that MLB.com had put out, um, sorted by wins above replacement. So 108 players, and a lot of them are – there's no traction for a lot of them in a lot of situations. And I feel like the industry is, is rooting for signings and rooting for things to be kind of coming together so that was uh, some of the perspective um, that, I, that I was thinking about. But, yeah, l- life comes at you fast, and, and, and Tim's got to – you kind of have to take what you can get sometimes and just make the best of a situation that you thought was going to be much, much better at this point. This particular offseason was supposed to be grand, and it's, it's not. And it's not, it's not
6: sad in the context of how we talk about sad stories. I mean, Tim Anderson's going to get him. How much money do you think he's going to get for one year? A couple million bucks? I, I, go, go, go live in Miami, make seven figures, play baseball. It's not, this is not a sad story. No. I, it, it's just a, it's a quick fall and a readjustment of expectations.
5: I don't even know what the contract is, it, it would be. Because it's not going to be much. Th- this appears to be the only team that's considering giving him a shortstop job. So if that's what you want to do and that's what you want to prove, then then you'll take it. But if you're going against others, God, one year, $10 million? I don't know. I, I don't know. Eight? I, I, I don't I – don't, I mean, it's got to – I wouldn't think it would be much
6: his di- in the context of what he was expecting to make. Yeah. I remember, remember Isaiah Thomas. The guard, not the the Hall of Famer, but the the little guard on the on the Celtics. Yes, because the, you know he was supposed to get the big massive deal, and then all of a sudden it was like oh, injury goes away, smaller dude doesn't come all the way back. Mm-hmm. He was right there, was right right on the cusp of it, and then it wasn't. Not a sad story. Guys made millions of dollars playing basketball, right? But he was going to make. million playing basketball, you know? And so you just got to recalibrate your expectations sometimes. I
5: I really do think it's one of the things that that we love about sports, whether we even realize it or not, is the compressed timelines that makes young men and young women in professional sports deal with some of the issues that, like, people in their 70s deal with. You know? Like, hey – you really, it's time to slow down. It's You've got a little bit of an end-of-life issue here, or an end-of-relevance issue, or an end-of-greatness issue, an end-of-role, and you've got to figure out how to live out the rest of your career.
6: DeMar DeRozan.
5: A, again and again and again. Yeah. Like, watching these 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 people kind of figure out, well, can I be happy? Am I still pissed? Like, do I push against this do I want to do it anymore all of those things and and sometimes we get examples of athletes doing it with a lot of grace and I I love celebrating that when we see it
6: and so we'll celebrate one of those coming up before polls position in 20 minutes and uh Larry Mayor Larry Mayer and uh Jarrett Payton and others are passing along an update on mongo steve mcmichael steve is responding to the antibiotics administered for the treatment of his uti he is also undergoing a procedure known as thorentesis. threat i'm not sure uh to remove fluid from his lungs steve is expected to be released from the hospital in the coming days continued prayers are appreciated thank you the mcmichael family so looks like mongo might be getting out of the hospital obviously everyone following and rooting for this we want uh if possible to make it to canton and then beyond so that he can see himself uh be enshrined into the pro football hall of fame polls position in 20 minutes parkinson speak on the score
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
4: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. A source told the Parkinson Spiegel Show on 6 7 to the score. I know those guys. Afternoons on the score. Very familiar spot for TA. And there's
5: a blast! Deep to left!
4: His first of the year! A no doubter.
11: I can't be picky. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't be picky. uh You know, I just need opportunity. Uh, you know, that's how I got, that's how I got here off of one opportunity. So I just need an opportunity. I'm not picky. Uh, You know, I want to be just around a great group of guys that I can learn from, uh, be an organization that I can grow and, uh, you know, add, you know, add some more things to to my toolbox for sure.
6: Tim Anderson saying all the right things, trying to get a deal. Ken Rosenthal saying it could be the Marlins. We're talking about how quickly life can come at these professional athletes and how fleeting success can be. One minute, you're the face of the game and two years later, uh, maybe the best thing you could do is a one-year prove-it deal with the Marlins. We want to see you on Wednesday. These opportunities to hang out with the mob are to be cherished. Register to attend odyssey.com slash 670 the score slash contest, or just text us, and we'll send you the link. Text 312-644-6767. Say, I want to go to the town hall. We'll send you a link back where you could register for a shot to get – into the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage, February 21st, two to six. It's our QB one town hall. We're going to be talking all things quarterback. And you're like, oh, how's that going to be different than any other show? We're going to be giving you the microphone. We're going to have special guests on. You're going to hear some great audio. Uh, It's going to be a cool interactive experience. And hey, you get to come into uh, a radio studio, see the Caleb Williams jersey, yell at us, hang out with Shane and Tanny, whatever the case may be. It's going to be fun. So text us. Say, hey, I want the link. We'll send you the registration.
5: I very much hope that some of the people who uh, tweet angrily or text angrily um, yes. come in. I do, too. Let's go. I do, too. T- tell us tell us what you have hated about the debate. Reframe it as you, uh, as you desire or whatever.
6: That's exactly right. So it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just next Wednesday you've got to be available for uh to come in for at least some of uh, 2 to 6 p.m. next Wednesday. So
5: as we were talking about Tim Anderson, um it 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 got me it it's it's had me thinking about athletes having to accept, you know, when it is time to have that reduced role and it can be done very very gracefully. And I hope Tim takes that deal and I think you're right, probably under 5 mil.
6: Yeah, I mean it's certainly not ten. Uh, if it's a one-year deal from the Marlins, it it, it ain't that. Incentive
5: laden, incentive laden deal. That. I mean, Elvis Andrus made three million dollars last year. You know,
6: yeah, it's not going to be much.
5: It's I I, I don't. Th- yeah, he's he's not going to get he's not going to get a big pile. He's not going to get multiple years. He's going to get a one-year cheap prove it deal, and have to do what he does. And you got to face it when it's time to uh, to make that transition. Clay Thompson a couple of weeks ago, was struggling, struggling with the realization of how he was a bench guy at the end of games. It was happening, and Steve Kerr was trying to be honest with him and dealing with it, and, and, and Clay was going through hell emotionally as he talked about it publicly. And then last night, he came off the bench for the first time since his rookie year, so he's not even a starter anymore. And he had 36 points. Unbelievable! was absolutely on fire, embraced the role, completely killed it. Warriors won a game where they scored 140 points. That is a, an incredibly classy, graceful pro. And listen to him talking about the conversation he had with Steve Kerr and how he was going to have to think about it. Is before the game. This is Clay Thompson.
11: Found out this morning. Me and Steve had a good talk about it. And, uh, you know, you could do two things. You could pout or you can Go out there and respond and i thought i did the latter very well tonight um especially so you no know, turnovers and i've missed a few box outs, so, though but more importantly uh i realized i'm gonna play a ton of minutes so you just gotta let the ego go when you think of coming off the bench and all that so i mean i thought about Mono you that guy has four rings and gold medal and he came off the bench his whole career and i don't think anyone looks down on his Hall of Fame candidacy. He's uh, one of the greats, and I thought I, I mean, I embraced it that before tip, and uh, I mean, I deserved it, really. I didn't didn't respond to the not playing at the end of the game well last night. I kind of took it out on the assistant coaches, and I apologized to those guys before the game, and I think that really let uh, my guard down and let me just be myself out there.
5: Man, I love that, dude. But, like, realizing, okay, well, this is what I'm going to have to do. Okay, let me embrace it. Uh, I remember somebody who did it pretty well. Think about Mono Ginobili. And then he goes out and puts up 36 and absolutely helps carry his team to a win. That, that's how you do it. It's being a pro. That's the way you do it. Well, yeah, no, it, it,
6: it, It's being a pro. It's father time's undefeated, you know? And he still has it, obviously. I mean, 36 in an NBA game is mm-hmm. is incredible but not going to be there every night and better options, team chemistry, things that make it up, whatever. But you go one of two ways. You can either embrace reality and make the best of it, or you could sulk and you could be a bag and you could be a bad teammate. That guy's been around a lot of winning and he's been responsible for a lot of winning. And it is easier for him than it would be for Tim Anderson. He's got rings. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's signed multiple huge contracts. So it it is it would be a terrible look for Clay Thompson. For sure. To bitch and moan and make it about him and not the team mm-hmm. when the team still has aspirations of winning big in the postseason and he has a fully guaranteed contract. Absolutely. For what, for, what, for, for, for T.A. Not, not that it would be a good look for Tim to no, go bitch but, and moan, but he doesn't have a job right now. So he, he has...
5: He doesn't m- have a job and he only had the one contract where he took a, a serious discount to get a little security and he was always counting and, on this second one.
6: And he's not... In anybody's Hall of Fame. He's not getting his number retired with the White Sox. He's a good player. He'll be remembered fondly. He made a lot of fans here. But, I mean, he's not – it's not a legend status thing yet for for him. For sure. So, he, he, he's talking – in that clip there, he's like, what do I have to prove? Guys, I can learn from. I got to just go out there and get an opportunity to show what I can do. Like He still – Clay doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. The, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, it is a little easier, I think, for him to – age gracefully in the role and collect his max contract money
5: for sure uh, it, if the opportunity for Tim is one year three mil one year four mil in Miami go do it play as well as you can show that you're willing to play second base play that well and then maybe it's a two-year deal after that or a three-year deal if you're lucky after he
6: would have to have a monster season yes he would and was not
5: healthy last year yeah
6: he'd have to be healthy he'd have to have a monster season and he'd have to be better defensively?
5: Yeah, it's a tough ask.
6: It's just it's just a lot of it's a lot of ifs, right? So it's a lot of it's a lot of qualifiers mm-hmm. for him. I What do you think's better for him though? Would it be a one-year deal to play shortstop or a one-year deal to play second? If it's overwhelmingly likely that no matter how well he like hits this year, the next contract is probably going to have to be at second base anyway. I almost would rather show that I could be very good at second base and that I would embrace that role and not have an issue with it. Like, his contract is going to be predicated on his bat. He's not going to be paid as a shortstop.
5: No, it's true. And, you know and, what and, I mean? I, and and his, so, I willingness, his willingness to play second base in the World Baseball Classic was heralded as the kind of thing he needs to show. So like that was the one sure. thing that
6: I disagreed with the framing of the Rosenthal piece. Like, 500 at-bats is what I'd be looking for if I was Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really be prioritizing shortstop anymore.
12: But clearly
5: that's informed, and T.A.'s wanting to do that no, and I trying know. to do that. I know. I'm and just this saying. this is the one team giving, giving him a chance at that. Whether I, it's a smart thing to be holding on to, I mean, as long as you're willing to also play some second base along the way.
6: And I'm sure he is. I'm just saying, if I was in the circle of trust or advising him, I'd say, you know what, man? Maybe... Just go somewhere that they'll give you 500 at bats and you should embrace second base early because your only shot at a multi-year deal is as a second baseman who could be a backup shortstop and not the other way around. May as well get used to it and show people what you could do at it.
5: And As you say, if he rakes wherever he's playing, that's what's going to be. Kidding. That's the ticket yeah, yeah, to the,
6: longevity. The, the bats is shot. Where is Justin Fields going to go? Or maybe more accurately, where can Ryan Poles get the most for Justin Fields? Sounds like Poles position next on the score.
10: He's in the pole
6: position in Indy. The Poles position. It's
4: time for Poles' position.
9: So the number one pick, by the way, for the Bears is secured. The Chicago Bears are on the clock.
4: What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I got a
10: lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being, we got to figure out.
4: We're counting down the days to the NFL draft.
5: How about the number one pick with the Bears?
4: Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear,
3: he is not special. Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago.
4: Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a a young version of Patrick Mahomes.
3: So I got a call from the Caleb
13: Williams camp, and they went, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to be painted as anti-Chicago. We don't want to
4: go to a city that doesn't care. We don't want to go to some sunbelt place where you tarp off the upper deck.
6: This is a franchise where quarterbacks go to die.
11: Field. Not sure yet. Not sure. M- maybe not working out.
4: Bruh, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what makes him not the uh, quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now? Poll's position with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The
1: Score.
8: Oh, sit back and watch the gold. With the first pick, the Chicago
5: Bears select
4: The Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score.
5: Every day
6: at this time, we are going to try to get inside the mind of Ryan Poles between now and the draft. Free agency trades, rumors, reports, the ninth pick, the first pick, the scouting reports, the interviews, the quarterbacks, the receivers, the edge rushers, the centers will be doing it all today, Matt Spiegel. Yes, sir. We are going to try to figure out the market and the destination or destinations Congratulations for Justin Fields.
5: It has been an interesting week number one of polls position. Day one was the Caleb Williams jersey reveal, which you have over here on the coat rack. And uh, aren't we all better for it? Tune Um, into Twitch. uh, Day two was the positions of need for the Bears and how they might allocate resources to fill it. Day three, the Bears free agents. Should they stay or should they go? And then the top wide receiver scenarios yesterday at potential for the number nine pick. And then, as you say, the trade options for Justin Fields, a natural fit for week number one. So,
6: I have gone back and forth on this. Do we think that Ryan Poles is going to get a significant return for Justin Fields? Because the experts are saying yes jay glazer ian Rappaport, adam Schefter.
5: Schefter said definitely a two maybe even a one he's yeah. the one who put that out there
6: yeah they've all talked about it being like a robust market for fields
5: and every mock that we have every mock trade written by draft and we've got them up here is 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 a pretty good compensation package
6: it is i agree um and I think Fields is a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL who's got a tremendous amount of upside, so it, it should return something. And a lot of people are saying, look at the Sam Darnold trade. That was a second, a fourth, and a sixth. That was a terrible trade for Carolina. Like, just because they made a bad trade.
5: Theoretically, you'd think teams would learn from stuff like that? Exactly. So Theoretically. Theoretically. Quarterback makes them crazy, though.
6: It does, and it just, it just takes one to overpay. But so here's the gambling odds right now on Justin Fields' next team.
5: All right, will you do me a favor and start at the bottom because I think this informs the reality. Because as you're talking about, are they're going to get a good deal or not? I don't know how many teams are genuinely in on it, even though they are purported to be in on it.
6: Well, I mean that's the thing. So I mean, I mean, I can get. I mean, I got every team listed. I mean, I can, oh, wow, I, okay. I can give you the Packers at three hundred to one. Yeah. I can give you the Dolphins at right. No. Okay, so I'm going to give you. How about I give you 35-1 to 1 or less? Sure. And that is nine teams.
5: Okay. All per- right? Perfect.
6: The Minnesota Vikings. Anybody think that trade's happening in division? It's happened before. Lions and Vikings made the Hawkinson trade in it, division.
5: It seems very unlikely for a couple of reasons. One is I suspect Cousins is actually going to be back there. So that's, that, that's a big thing. But number two, the kind of passer that that O'Connell would want in his system and how
6: strikes me as unlikely
5: it strikes me as unlikely that he would that he's the kind of offensive mind who would do what you have to do when you get fields which is to cater the game plan and uh, play design and play calling to his skill set
6: Tampa Bay 35 to 1
5: Baker Mayfield just had a monster year correct that's what that's ridiculous
6: I agree all right 30 to
5: 1 Seattle Seattle just decided to go back with Geno Smith, $12.7 million. They had a guarantee yesterday, and they did it.
6: Yep. Okay.
5: And Geno Smith, I think they think that Shane Waldron was part of the problem.
6: So now there's a big jump up in in the odds.
5: But those those were the three that I've seen where I'm like, I don't get it.
6: I agree. The Las Vegas Raiders,
5: they hired Luke Getze. They did. They hired Luke Getze. Just today. Cross them off, then. Just today, Luke Getze. Um, was quoted as saying wonderful things. I know. That's on me. I know. About Justin Fields.
6: I know, but we, let's not be out of town stupid on this. That's not happening. Said he
5: loved working with him, an absolutely great person. He continued to get better, worked his butt off, and he, he believes he'll continue to get better everywhere he goes. I, I think it's insane to think of the two of them working together as Getsy did not do what you need to do Okay, when working with Fields, and Justin knew it. Okay. Next, so yeah, so that's a no, right? That's what I'm saying. It's a no. It's a no. So, so
6: this this exercise, I'm doing, we're doing it this way for a reason. All right. Next, Washington, twelve to one.
5: Washington can just sit right there and take their pick of a, of a rookie that Cliff Kingsbury and Dan Quinn like.
6: Correct. Why would they trade a premium draft asset for a quarterback that has one year of being cheap left when they can just stand pat? And have a quarterback who's arguably a better prospect in Drake, May, or Jaden Daniels for four years of being cheap. Why would they do it?
5: Um, Because maybe they believe that what people have been talking about wanting the Bears to do in terms of trading down that pick. And you grab Marvin Harrison Jr. and a few other things. And stocking up and building Around a quarterback who already exists is a is a smarter way to do it.
6: Hell of a gamble for a first year head coach, not that Dan Quinn hasn't been a head coach before, but that he would not take the rookie quarterback strikes me strikes me as extremely unlikely. You want to you want to cross them off, or do you want to include them? No,
5: no, I think you I think I I think you have to I think you have to include them. You include what? Okay, yeah, I I I I do because 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 then you're getting into what they believe of the quarterbacks that they scout. Maybe they're like, ah, I don't know if Jaden Daniels can even turn into what Justin Fields is. I, I don't know if I, if I like Drake May for what I want to do. So maybe they punt on the quarterback thing.
6: All right, I'd be very surprised, but we'll keep Washington in. Denver at 12 to 1.
5: It's an interesting one.
6: Denver's an interesting one. But I agree with you.
5: Russell Wilson is going to get traded somewhere. Here's the problem
6: with Denver. They don't have a lot of draft picks. They've got their pick 12th overall. We all agree that's not happening. They don't have a second round pick. The saints have it in the Sean Payton trade. They have the saints third round pick that they got back. They've got a fourth round pick from the Bradley Chubb trade. They've got their fifth round pick, another fifth round pick from the jets and a sixth round pick from San Francisco. So they have too high of a first round pick and they don't have a second round pick. Mm Mm-hmm. So they would be trading future draft capital. They would be trading 2025 draft capital.
5: When they've had so little of it, and they have so little of it this year because the last time they traded for a quarterback. Right.
6: So I don't – that doesn't strike me as – I don't know that they've got the things to appeal to you unless they were willing to give up a 2025 first-round pick. Which would obviously appeal to the Bears. Yeah, that would be a very—I would do that trade in a in a heartbeat if I was Ryan Poles.
5: It's hard to imagine Denver doing that. I agree. It's, but you know we don't know what Sean Payton thinks about about Justin Fields.
6: All right, we'll go through. Let's get to these quickly because we have two pieces of audio to get to here. New England then is a big jump at five to one.
5: So New England, I've seen a lot of possibilities out there, and it's been written up in uh, different ways. Just a a, a Chad writer on NFL.com had the Patriots trading up the, uh, so the Patriots would swap first round selections with Chicago this year. So that would be nine swapped for three. Can you imagine? And also give up a 2024 fourth round draft pick in that trade. If the Patriots did that for a pick swap, and a four next year?
6: It feels like they're rebuilding. I, it just it, Maybe Gerard Mayo loves Justin Fields, maybe. But it feels, again, like they would take a – same exact thing. They are just – they can just stand pat and take a rookie quarterback for cheap.
5: Washington's at two and the Patriots at, are at three. Right. Just stay there and take a QB cheap. These
9: former players, recent former players – As coaches? Well, well generally speaking – what we found during this time is like former players and guys that are current players all love Justin. Yep. So Gerard Mayo being a relatively decent yep. player, I I wouldn't rule that out. Is I wouldn't it, rule
6: it out. I agree. He'd have to, he'd have to like him more than the current crop, obviously.
9: Um. Also, like getting back to credibility and respectability, you know, it's not he, following Mac Jones is not going to be a tough thing for Justin. That's true. He's it's not true. Fine. He's not following Brady. You know, so. Yep. something there too i think for him Text-
6: instant culture guy
5: texter has a fun idea on the denver trade fields and the number nine to denver for their number 12 and a 2025 first
6: i mean i would do that
5: or even a 2025 second
6: i would do i would do the 2025 first for sure that strikes me as a pretty lopsided deal in favor of the bears but i would do that absolutely um then it's Atlanta at four and a half to one, the mm-hmm. Bears at three to one, and the Steelers at minus one thirty as the odds-on favorite to get Justin Fields. So
5: the Bears are in there.
6: For the next team for Justin Fields. Yeah, Second most likely team. Gotcha. For Fields, for Fields to be on. Well, next year.
5: Falcons and Steelers are the ones we've heard the most. Here's the yep. problem with the Steelers is that um, yesterday Dave Wanstead at the tail end of his segment with us, as he was walking away, wasn't even on (laughs) camera, basically told us to put that baby to bed.
7: Love you guys. Love Love you too, Dave.
5: See you, man. Bye-bye.
6: Dave Wanstead. Come on. The Bears need to do something so that we can call
5: him. I agree. Right. They They got to do something. They will when they trade Justin to his Pittsburgh Steelers, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. A great question. Oh, uh, yeah, we should <laughs> <laughs> He's still on the zoom. He's walking around waiting for the couch guy.
7: He's still there. Coach! Hey coach! <laughs> Spiggs, I'm here. I'm here, Spiggs. Are you there? I'm looking to see, I'm looking to see if my man J.R. Nacero if he delivered my truck. You hey, know? D- Dave, what do you think about Justin Fields and the Steelers? I don't think it'll never it will not happen. Wow. Okay, this, the Steelers take their time and they think through everything, and they're very methodical. They got Kenny Pickett that they love. Mason Rudolph proved that he can come off the bench and help them win games. Uh, they made the, the, the move with uh, our man Mitch Trubisky. That's not happening, guys, so don't even waste airtime on that.
6: Wow. Well, we're wasting airtime today, Coach. I don't know. I was pretty direct. They've got the 20th pick in the draft.
7: I
5: know. I've been dreaming
6: of that. So I told, I was talking about it on first and pod with pony who does afternoons in Pittsburgh and is very, we don't kiss each other's fannies on this show. Never. He's very well sourced within the Steelers. He said the 51st pick he absolutely could see. He said, it's more likely that fields plays for the bears than the Steelers would trade the 20th pick. He said they've only traded uh, one time for And it was for Minka Fitzpatrick, a first round pick. I said, "What if it was like Fields and a third for the twentieth pick?" Well, and he said he he said he could not he could not see that happening. Okay, uh, so he said, but so their their second round pick is the fifty first pick in the draft.
5: So it, well, what's interesting is that we know Wani loves Kenny Pickett, and other people believe that the Steelers love Kenny Pickett. This, this from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Jerry Dulock said, "I can't imagine Fields wanting to sign with a team where he won't be the number one quarterback." And I don't believe the Steelers are in the market for a number one quarterback.
6: Well, if they trade a second round pick for Justin Fields, he's
5: the number one quarterback.
6: Yeah, even though they used a the first round pick on Kenny Pickett a couple of years ago, but I think, see, I I think that they are willing if Tomlin loves him, and Tomlin does. Pony said that he think that he knows that they had him rated ahead of Trevor Lawrence, that the Steelers had Justin Fields as the top quarterback. In the 2021 draft, and that they always reference their pre-draft rankings on these guys, they really trust their own self-scouting. So he thinks that the Steelers' smoke is is very legitimate mm. for Fields,
5: but and Daniel Jeremiah really thinks the Patriots' smoke is is very the is very legitimate. You need that belief to extract whatever you're going to extract from the place he's going to go.
6: That, that's why we wanted to do the exercise this way is because everyone's saying there's going to be a lot there for Fields. There aren't that many teams. There just aren't that many teams. Here's Terry Fontenot, the GM of the Falcons, dancing around the idea of acquiring Justin Fields.
7: Terry, I know you're not going to give me a, a, an exact answer on this, and I would expect any. any I but you Don't do. sell yourself short. I know you. You're I know savvy. you. Okay. The way you ask the question, sometimes you get them. You, okay, you can get breaking news right okay. now. Bye. Okay, well, let's go yeah. there then. The one player, hey, the one player who continues to be linked to you via trade, potential trade conversations, is Justin Fields out of Chicago. He's from Atlanta, but you had an opportunity to draft him a couple years ago and you decided not to. Can a player like Justin Fields show enough evolution in the first couple years of his career, and like you said, you now have a coaching change or maybe there's a different philosophy to make you change your mind. About going and getting a player like him.
10: Now you, I gave you too much credit. You know yeah. we can't talk about players on other <laughs> Come on, I knew <laughs> if, it. If I answer that question, Steve, I'm gonna get a call. My my cell phone's right there, and Ken Fiore is gonna call me right away, and we're gonna be we're gonna have tampering. And I'm talking about how excited we are about this draft. We're gonna lose a draft pick if I answer that question. Okay, okay, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> but
7: what I'm saying is can a player then, But can a player then who maybe that you didn't select in, in a draft, you had an opportunity. That's a good point. Can they evolve over a couple of years? You're like, okay, this player is better than what I thought, and he fits what we're trying to do. and It, we, it doesn't have to be you, yep. your quarterback, but can a player show that type of growth as to where you really get sweet on him, so to speak?
10: No, that, that, that is a, that's an outstanding question, and, and that's why you, you do. You evaluate players at every point in their career. And that's why it's so critical as we go through free agency and again, possible trades, we're evaluating every player. You're never going to look at a report from last year or the year before. We're going to look at the evolution of the players. And so, um, yes, it's answer your question. Your, your question. It is, we have to be detailed and evaluate players in every phase. Look, it's the same way with people. Um, you, you can have someone that, you know, you knew at a certain point in their career as a coach. And then now, Three or four years later, okay, where are they at this point in their career? We all grow and adapt. So um, speaking in in general about any player that we have to make sure we have recent reports and um, know where they are at this point in their careers.
6: So that's the Falcons GM, Terry Fontenot, on the NFL Network. I just tend to think that the teams that have the top picks are going to use those picks on a quarterback. And therefore, it's going to be tough for Ryan Poles to get a massive offer for Justin Fields when you actually do the exercise and break down the teams that need a starting quarterback and what they'd be able and willing to trade for that player.
5: I think the Falcons have been the most likely and continue to be the most likely. They've got the number eight pick. So, you know, you could take a quarterback there obviously but they think their roster is pretty good in a division that's gettable you know they're and not
6: trading the eighth pick no for no yeah, no no yeah.
5: no they're going to use the eighth pick on something else and maybe they'll trade their second round pick which is number 43 and uh, i i saw in one mock that number 43 and their fourth round pick number 109 a two and a four to get fields because when you think about what that offense is, and we'll see what Zach Robinson does. The former pass game coordinator for for Sean McVay is their offensive coordinator. But it, I mean, you can just see it when you think about how Mike Vick used to stretch the running game and hand it off to Warwick Dunn, or keep it and go the other way as a threat. Imagining Fields doing that with Bijan Robinson in a dome in his home state for a team that thinks they're ready makes all the sense in the world to me makes more sense than any other fit
6: but so that's the McVay system though that you know which we just saw him run here so I think you need more of like an Arthur Smith system who got goes into Pittsburgh that had a reliance on running whether it was with Marcus Mariota Desmond Ritter things like that so I it's true I, I think Pittsburgh Makes the most sense in
5: terms of offensive. In terms of
6: offensive fit, culture, him and Tomlin. I. I but think we've heard
5: the Steelers thing now batted down as not as a non-starter from Wani from from Wani from uh, from this Pittsburgh Post Gazette reporter from from others. Yeah, I. I mean, it's a we'll it, it's a mess there. Yeah, I mean, it, like it, if they really believe in Kenny Pickett or if they really believe in, in Mason Rudolph, who they might bring back. I, I don't know. I, I. I. So Atlanta and Pittsburgh.
6: Yeah, right. seems to be the two that make the most sense unless Denver wants to trade a future first. Christine Brennan, one of the top sports columnists in the country, next on the score.
4: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mark Wahlberg's here. Chicago, we love you, baby. Come on. Afternoons on the score. One, two,
7: make you wanna here comes Clark. How will she go for history? <laughs> there
2: leading scorer in women's college basketball.
1: Yeah, I mean y'all knew
12: I was going to shoot a logo three for the record. Come on now. I
8: mean
5: talk about cold-blooded She's such a baller. <laughs> that was so cold man. The swag and and confidence of this, this phenom it's, it's unbelievable. It, jo- it, it, it's a phenom but she's You know, she's an upperclassman. It's like an arrived superstar. It's incredible.
6: Joining us now on the Circus Sports Illinois hotline is one of the top sports columnists in the country from USA Today, Christine Brennan, with us on the score. Christine, it's an honor. Thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, well, Danny, Matt, great to be with you guys. Thanks so much for having me on.
6: Absolutely. A lot we want to talk about, but what do you think – the lasting impact of Caitlin Clark is going to end up being on women's college basketball.
2: She is to uh, individual athletes. What I believe guys, the 1999 women's soccer team was to team sports for American girls. And frankly, for American boys, uh, for moms and dads, for uh, understanding that title nine, the law that was signed by Richard Nixon, as you guys know, in June of 1972, now nearly 52 years old, uh, this nation has fallen in love with what that law has created. And that little girl you see in the kitchen every morning, whether she's going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a business person, a coach, a teacher, a mom, some combination thereof of those things, she will be better at it because she played sports. And we're seeing that over and over again. And Caitlin Clark is just the latest example and one of the great examples. I mean, I think just... One of, as you said, a phenom, uh, class act, role model. To see little girls in 22 jerseys, I think that doesn't surprise us. But all of the boys wearing 22, I want everyone to think about a generation ago. Would your brother or would you, if you were a man, have even considered wearing a jersey with a woman's name and number on it? And that is how far our country has come and that it is just—it's—it's uh, it's spectacular, um, and it, obviously it's only going to continue for Caitlin Clark, whether she stays for another fifth year or goes to the WNBA, uh, and of course the rest of this season. It's magical, it's beautiful, and it's exactly what we want our country to be.
5: You know, it's—it's it's amazing that when you think about college basketball, she is so far and away the most recognizable player in all of college basketball, men, women, any anything. Um, And and I wonder if if college basketball for women because of NIL and because of, you know, the opportunities in the WNBA not necessarily being, you know, at this point as financially appetizing as the NBA on some level, like you can live a really good career as a college basketball player, as a young woman, make plenty of money with NIL. It's like this. This is where the action is in, in a lot of ways in college hoops.
2: No, you nailed it. And, in fact, uh, that's the reason she will have this dilemma of of staying for that fifth COVID year that she deserves as a class of 2020 from high school. Uh, And it's also uh, a wonderful, you know, uh, reason and dilemma to have. I also think you've, you've hit on a great point. The men's game, which, of course, for years dominated Uh, And March Madness, in fact, women were not even allowed to use that as a marketing tool until the last couple of years. It's just been a horrendous, um, you know, down, putting women down, frankly, by the NCAA for not allowing them to have the opportunity to sell the game and and their their March Madness, their final four. Um, The uh, men, it's one and done. I think this year we will see the women's game. And the women's tournament be more interesting than the men's. And I would have never been able to utter that (laughs) sentence. I would have been laughed at even a year or two ago, right? (laughs) So last year's TV ratings were terrific. They were only, um, it was like 10, 11 million watching the Iowa LSU game. Only a couple million less than the men. I I wonder, now again, it depends if Iowa makes it to the Final Four. uh, Lots of questions. But with South Carolina, with so many other great teams, Ohio State in the Big Ten, Indiana in the Big Ten as well, um, I, i I think we're going to see the the real uh, flipping of this. And the women's game is the more important important this year. For example, brackets. We always usually hear people say that in singular, right? Bracket. I'm going to do my bracket. People. There's two. (laughs) Men and women. But seriously, how many more offices, uh, which are led by women or men, you know, whatever the boss is, certainly if the boss is a woman, How many more will be doing the women's bracket this year than ever before because of Caitlin Clark and because, to the point of your question, we know these athletes because they stick around for four years. They don't do the one and done like the men.
6: I have just as good a shot at losing the women's bracket as I do the (laughs) men's bracket. May as well do both this year. Uh, do, Do you have a rooting interest? Obviously, it's whatever Caitlin Clark wants to do, but do you have a rooting interest in the decision that she'll have at the end of the year?
2: You've read my mind. I am working on a column for USA Today that will run, I think, probably next Tuesday because of a holiday on Monday. And I have been back and forth. I can only imagine with Caitlin Clark. I don't know her at all. The uh, uh, whole family went to the Maryland game a couple weeks ago, not with a press pass, just as fans bought tickets to go watch her play at Maryland. And I have been going back and forth in my brain, guys, so I can't even imagine what she's dealing with. And I think I'm back to stick around for the fifth year. Um, now it's a sad commentary on the WNBA that because there was other sport you would move on to the pros. Uh, she'll go to the WNBA whether it's 2024 or 2025, and, and she will have an amazing career and she'll sell out arenas there, and that will lift up the WNBA. But this idea of one more magical fifth year in college in Iowa throughout the Big Ten, of course, as we know, new teams coming into the Big Ten. You're going to have USC uh, with Juju. Just- going to be able to play, uh, you know, could she see a home-and-home with Iowa and USC uh, and so many other possible permutations for Iowa if she stays. Now, she may decide that this is just enough. Uh, She's loving it, but she also has, what, four or five security guards with her everywhere she goes. (laughs) Right. And maybe it's time to move on. But I think she'll also have that attraction whether she's playing for the Indiana Fever or whether she's playing a fifth year for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And um, wonderful choices for her as already a millionaire for sure, that she can stay in college and make the NIL money and, of course, State Farm commercial and other commercials that she will certainly have because she is a transcendent figure, not just in sports, but in our culture. So the second
5: thing we wanted to talk to you about, uh, and we're with Christine Brennan on 670 The Score, is Sabrina Ionescu and Steph Curry um, tomorrow at the NBA's All-Star Weekend. I, I'm so excited for this. I think it's so cool, and it's funny because, like, people are bringing up Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King, which that battle of the sexes, that was born of such ugly bombast from Riggs and, like, this desire to reestablish gender dominance and whatever, like, the vibes of this thing are so different, and that, of course, in itself is, is about progress, but I just... I think it's. I think it should be a wonderful event. Everybody's looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be pretty even.
2: Oh, I do too. And in fact, I think there are folks who think that Sabrina could win. Uh, and I think Steph is, might be a little concerned about that too. You know, she's 26. He's 35. She's always looked up to him. She went to his games and cheered for him in the Bay Area when she was growing up. Then Steph, a girl dad, brought his two daughters to uh, one of her games uh, when she was playing in college. So, you know, you've got uh, this wonderful relationship that is born out of respect. And I think what your point is is on Billie Jean and Bobby, which I remember well, growing up in Toledo on my way to Northwestern. Uh, and uh, so many friends I know are always listen to you guys and are big fans of uh, of your show, of Northwestern folks. And, you know, the bottom line, I think, is that the acceptance and the respect for women in sports is just, again, grown exponentially. We mentioned Title IX. I can't say that enough. That is a law, but it is also a mindset. And so the fact that, you know, again, X number of years ago, or maybe even now, we could go wander into a bar and find some guys. I don't think women should play sports. I think there's two of those guys left, you know, and I think if the one's in a bar in Chicago somewhere, the other's hiding under a desk in Montana, you know, come on out, guys. It's over. But I, I do believe strongly that this is, Uh, the result of the respect. And also, of course, when you throw uh, money at something, when you have great coaching, when you have training, when you have nutrition, when you have people in the stands cheering on, you now see how you could have women athletes reach their pinnacle as well. It's not just about boys becoming great athletes. It's about your daughter becoming a great athlete too. And again, all part and parcel of the same conversation. I kind of hope Sabrina beats them. But you know what? Steph Curry is such a good guy. And as I said, a girl dad, if he wins, that's okay too.
5: I I wonder if this competition is the most level competition between a man and a woman that we could have in professional sports right now it's not one on one where like differences in physiology would even be an issue it's athlete against conditions like golf but there's no concession with tee length or anything she could shoot from the shorter line but she doesn't want to cuz she's got the range you know it, it uh-huh. even if she even if she's using the WNBA ball that's the ball she's used forever that's what she's used to train on her whole life This feels like maybe the most level competition we could have in pro sports between a man and a woman. What do you think?
2: You know, it's a great point. I mean, over the years, we've certainly, I've been fortunate to cover so many Olympic games. The talk has been, will we find women marathoners? who actually can get close to beating male marathoners in the, you know, in the marathon, 26.2 miles. Um, and you know, those numbers are getting closer, but they're not there yet. The idea of a foot race, right? Just, just run and go, and especially if it's a smaller body, which, of course, is conducive for great running for both men and women. So that's been a thought that maybe that would be where the, this would be. I don't know that anyone foresaw this that it would be the three-point arc. And again, to your point, you know, the NBA is at 23 feet, nine inches. The the WNBA women's game is 20 feet, six inches. So, you know, there's a three inches, three um, three feet and three inches. But when you saw what Caitlin did last night, and when she was basically from the logo, you know, to break the record, she doesn't need to worry about 23 feet or 20 feet, and nor did Sabrina Ionescu, And that's uh, I think the point that you're making, and it's a really good one. This is a fair competition. Obviously, they are strong. The muscles are there. The ability, the technique, the skill, the training, the coaching, the years and years of preparation for this moment. It's going to be a lot of fun. But there's something deeper that is much more important to this. And you're right. I think you found you could have this in golf in some way. Certainly from say 100 under 50 yards. But even then, the odds are that the woman will have a different club in her hand than the male golfer would. And so here you have found, and, and maybe it's one of the very few, the, the perfect competition because it's equal in every way. And, uh, and we get to see, you know, these two. And, and also, it's, it's something that is just so thrilling. And I think that's the reason everyone loves Caitlin Clark so much. It's just that singular athlete. You can see everything she does. She's not in the paint throwing elbows. She's just firing threes. It's something that is absolutely enchanting and magical.
6: Christine Brennan, USA Today, one of the top sports columnists in the country. Uh, Selfishly, journalistically, question for you. Last thing. What do we need to do to make sure that there are more sports columnists? I miss it. You are great at it. Dan Wetzel is great at it. There are not enough. Sports, the, the sports take industrial complex is alive and well. Look at us, gas bags. Look at TV everywhere. What about what about the written gas bag? The written opinion. I, I need I need I need
2: more in print. I've certainly been called a gas bag over the years, and I take it as a compliment. I do too. Uh, it- yeah, I know I know, of course, I, I get what you're saying. Well, we're producing quite a few of them up the road ways at Medill, uh, where I went, got my undergrad and my master's, and so proud of it. Um, there's a lot of young journalists. My great concern, as I know it is yours too, and everyone listening is what's going on with the media business and losing uh, those reporters and columnists and editors who are um, making sure that we are all accountable, that our leaders, whether they be in sports, are role models for kids, and very important business people and entertainers, but also um, even more important, you know, the school board. And um, the utilities, the Water Commission, you know, and are we covering these uh, people? How can a George Santos show up all of a sudden? And and there were stories, I guess, but no one paid attention. So those are the issues, and we need journalism in a democracy, and we need a democracy in a democracy. And I certainly hope that that we continue to have, and we've got to figure out a way that, that we can pay for it and pay the salaries for these people, young and old, to be able to do it. But I am so honored, guys, to still be doing it at this stage of my career. I love it more today than the day I started. And uh, if anyone out there is listening and wants to uh, consider sports journalism and sports column writing, my my website is just my name, and you can certainly get in touch with me. I'm always happy to talk to young people who would like to get into the business.
6: That is incredibly generous, given your credentials. Christine Brennan, USA Today, thank you so much for the time. It's been our pleasure.
2: My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks,
5: Christine. Thank
6: that's Christine Brennan.
5: Haven't been able to uh, – this is a great answer to a tough question. I Haven't been able to get that out of my head. Like, is this the most level competition that we could have in pro sports? Let's they, throw it around. They are shooting from the same line. Uh, she was given the opportunity to shoot from the shorter WNBA line. She said no. So shooting from the same line. The ball is different. But, again, that's what she's trained with her whole life. So th- that, that to me, is not is – not, Oh, and it,
6: it's in theory – Yeah. Proportional and whatever. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But it
5: but it's it's the same skill with the same the, the, the and the same tools,
6: really. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's reasonable. Let's we let's throw it around and see if we can come up with something else uh that 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 would top it. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
4: Parkinson Spiegel show flashback, flashback, flashback. <laughs>
1: What a scene it is, a wild scene almost reminiscent of college football, with the celebrities present, with the big band here, with dancing cheerleaders and all of the rest. That's the way it is for the Battle of the Sexes, Billy Jean King. Bobby Riggs.
13: Billie Jean King. Why? Well, first of all, I think that uh, Billie Jean King is a, an
11: excellent player. Uh, I think that besides that, she's a she's a beautiful lady, <laughs> and I like beautiful ladies.
4: Oh my
5: God, Rosie Greer. That audio just sounds old. <laughs> it really it does.
6: Just, it, just, it just it just dates it with the tone.
5: You see the movie Battle of the Sexes with Emma Stone and Steve Carell? You know, I actually never did. It's a fun watch. It, it really is. That's a fun movie. Daniel Norris knows. Uh, Steve Carell, that's a really loathsome Bobby Riggs, and Emma Stone is Billie Jean King.
6: Steve Carell, really
5: talented actor. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Skills. All right. So, so what do you think, Danny? What do you got? What, what could be more even or just as even? Uh, in terms of a level competition between a man and a woman than this three-point shooting contest where they're going from the same line and going to see how many they can make in 60 seconds.
6: Well, because it's weird... This is a game within a game, right? It's it's not basketball. That was Battle of Sexes is a tennis match. They're actually right. playing the same sport. Right. So this isn't they're not playing basketball. They're doing a subset of right. basketball. So but, like but, it, but with number that, one
5: in men's tennis and number one in women's tennis would not be uh an even matchup. No, no,
6: I know, but what I'm saying is is that so but like so with this little moving of the goalposts a little bit, a putting contest in golf. Because it's the same ball, and, it's this, and the hole is the same size, and, and anybody can putt from any distance on, on a green. Because, you know, Christine Brennan was saying, you know, a, a chip and putt or a pitch and putt, maybe you would use different wedges. Probably not from... Sixty yards and in. How about? I would say everybody's going to have a wedge in their hands. No question.
5: This is a great idea for the sport of golf. How about a fifty yards and in short game contest? Yeah, who's who's great at getting out of the sand?
6: That that's that definitely is even. That that, that there's there's not a gender advantage. Fifty yards and in in
5: golf. Right. That's a good one.
6: Yeah. Um. But so, and, and there's and there's zero advantage because someone would say, well. This guy would use a 58 degree wedge, and she might have to use a 54 degree wedge. Okay, fine. They're still both wedges, but
5: but putting that, that person seems fun. But
6: putting yeah. would be would be the same.
5: Putting putting yes. Um, several people said bowling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right, they use
6: different weighted balls, but that's okay. Any ball would be heavy enough to knock yeah. down all the pins. Yeah. So yeah, that would be fine. I'm,
5: I don't really want to watch it. I don't no. think darts. D- yeah, darts, archery, lots of target sports.
6: Yeah but the but, so, but but bowling it is the game you know what i mean it that is the sport 10 frames go for a 300 knock down all the pins
5: so there actually ought to be um, you know a, a men's and women's combined bowling championship which perhaps there is as my lack of bowling infrastructure knowledge is yeah, being Yeah i have no idea
6: why there is a is there a Shef- women. Is Can there a?
5: That
6: up? I don't even know. Is there a women's no. pro bowling league? I don't. I don't even know. Uh, maybe there, but but or should women just be able to? I I would assume there should just be one pro bowling
12: league. I don't. I don't believe that there is. You think why? That why can't the women have their own league? I mean, they, the a league of their own, maybe.
5: <laughs> a league of their own. This used to be my bowling alley. Who do you think you are? I <laughs> am. There's no crying in bowling. <laughs> um, cornhole, obviously.
0: yeah sure
5: sure Ooh, billiards how about billiards yeah and pool yes that's good absolutely Uh, darts all that stuff
12: i mean black widow is going to knock out anybody who steps up to her table she's a
5: badass absolutely is she still active she's still doing the thing
12: uh i know she could still walk i don't know how active she is though
5: (laughs) that's good curling is co-ed that's an excellent call curling teams are in fact co-ed actively
6: Shout out to Russ Armstrong, yeah. the Chicago window guy. He,
5: he's a big curler.
6: Big curler. Famous curler. Loves curling. He's I, like, why don't you just do a curling remote? I'm like, no. But we'll do anything else you want. Uh,
12: but, yeah. Jeanette I, Lee's still active, by the way. She's 52.
5: Mm. Okay. There you go. Good, good for her. Dog sled racing. The Iditarod was often won by a woman for many, many years. Okay. See, that's interesting. So,
6: sailing? With the America's Cup?
5: That's a good question. I think that's coed, right?
6: Well, Yeah, it is. Yeah, why wouldn't it be?
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
6: sailing. There you go. I mean, NASCAR racing? Sure. Right? I, I, Danica Patrick, you've I, seen I, that? Absolutely. So, there's that? Yeah. So, there's some. So, machine
5: sports, machine target sports. Target sports. And someone does point out that the three-point shooting contest – does qualify as a target sport
8: yes yeah, yes
5: <laughs> it absolutely I think does that's, I think that's probably true it absolutely it's, it's does a target with a,
1: with a with a ball
12: i think if this goes well we should do professional man athlete and professional woman athlete in all the other sports against each other that they don't play
5: like just great find a great female athlete and yeah. have her play other sports
12: yeah against a male athlete in a sport that he doesn't play
6: Oh, okay. I see
5: what you're saying. Like
12: uh. really level the playing field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely level. Like
5: they're both terrible
12: at something. <laughs> right. yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. Just throw them out there. Right. right. I like yeah. I like like I want
12: Jason Kelsey against Misty May trainer um, swimming.
6: Yeah. It is fun to see pro athletes struggle at things. Yeah. But then when they Dude, don't, yeah. it's really frustrating.
5: I'm, I am still miss Battle of the Network Stars. Watching great actors and, a- and actresses absolutely fail. At track and field sports,
12: Tanny was just saying that to me in the, yesterday. No, yeah, <laughs> we we watch it when you guys go in for transition. No, he's messing with you, dude.
5: And it worked. Wow. Jerk, jerk, gullible. Yeah, it's not in the dictionary. Yeah. Yes, you, Do you are. Gullible is not in the dictionary.
9: Oh, got a bridge. Really You're interested. <laughs> gullible written on the ceiling.
6: Uh, we have a, a new report from Crane's business on what Jerry Reinsdorf is confident in. In terms of a new stadium, and I'm looking forward to a bucket list parenting event this weekend. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The
4: Parkinson Spiegel Show.
0: This is Joe Pantoliano, Joey Pants, and I am here at the request
5: of MOB. Keep up the good work. Parkins and Spiegel Show.
4: Afternoons on the score. Bedard and Kuryshev. Bedard fires.
12: Walk into the paint or just off it. It's taken by Graves. Good in there. By Korchinski. Bedard, open ice. The pass to Kurishev
4: He scores! Hawks are in business on Kurishev's ninth of the season.
6: So the Blackhawks lost last night. Connor Bedard is back. Welcome to the NFL, Connor. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going tomorrow, and I'm taking Owen, and I'm very excited about it. You should be. Uh, want to open up phone lines to 312-644-6767. Uh, stories of first sporting events with children uh, that did not go exactly according to plan. We can get into that. Oh, it's,
5: it feels like a Friday fun. Oh, okay. Not, it's kind, I can see it's, that. It's I didn't kinda, think about that. It's kind
6: of nice. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, I like it. But, like- but I, I want to, I like, so that's the intro, but I also want to, like, pause because we have some... Breaking news here. So we're going to kind of be spinning two plates at the same time here. Uh, Cranes is reporting. I, I know exactly how Jerry Reinsdorf plans to pay for the new stadium. The headline Reinsdorf confident White Sox will get $1 billion subsidy for new South Lot Stadium. Chicago White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf is preparing to ask Governor J.B. Pritzker and other state leaders for roughly $1 billion in public money to build his team a new home in the South Loop. In case anyone doesn't remember what the word subsidy means, it's a sum of money granted by the government or a public body to assist an industry or business so that the price of a commodity or service may remain low or competitive. How about that?
8: Hmm.
5: Haven't had a chance to read it yet.
6: I am locked out of my Crane subscription at the moment, so I don't have all the details, but $1 billion in public money asking the governor of Illinois for it. That's that public money. Speaks,
9: you should read it. It says you're paying for it. Again, thank you. So generous, hey, man. dude. Thank you. Know, you. It all thank started you. that
5: night that I picked up dinner at Rosemary. I felt good about that. And it led me to feel good about myself. So now I want to pick up uh, stadium costs for, for most teams. I'll do the Bears, too. You know what I mean? Let's double up. <laughs>
9: We knew you would. Hey, we man. know how what to a ask. generous guy. Do you see
12: how much money you save when you don't buy scotch or whiskey? <laughs> it's true. It just adds up. Your makeup blows up. You're paying for an MLB stadium.
5: The only bottle of brown liquor that I've bought this year is in Tanny's Locker.
12: Love that. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job.
5: And that's just for us on a Wani Thursday. Do we
12: believe him, by the way?
5: I mean, I don't think he'd lie. I, I don't think so either. I, I no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Two to one. <laughs> Two to one. I thought Tanny was my guy, too. he gave you
9: the locker space, okay? I'm not charging you for it. Just leave it at that.
5: <laughs>
6: Everybody can be anyone's guy until a moment's notice. Oh, cha- true. And then it changes.
5: That's how it works.
6: But that's not going to go over very well. No, it nor, really isn't. Nor is it surprising, man. Said it all along. <laughs> if Jerry Jones needed and took and got public money to pay for it, there's always going to be public money attached to this thing. It's just the truth.
4: Yeah. I, 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 I
5: need to read it to to understand how it is either the same or different from the the, the knowledge that I, that I had gleaned over the past couple of months. So I got to figure yeah. out exactly what it is. I don't want to comment too much on it because the, because the thing that Manfred had laid out with the 2% hotel tax is – you know, city related. This is now him saying he's going to the state. Yeah. So he's gonna be relying on the politicians of the entire state. I that that's gonna be a very tough ask. I'm surprised to see that as the ask. Yeah. I, if that's what it is on the face of
6: it. Yeah, so we'll we'll get more information as we go. But that story is out there. Don't want you to think that uh, we're ignoring it. But so this will not be this will not be Owen's first sporting event. He's been to Wrigley Two or three times, because uh, I was not there for... for no, yeah, he's been, he's been to Wrigley twice.
12: Remind people your diaper bag alternative for that first trip to Wrigley.
6: You mean that I didn't bring one?
12: Yeah, you stuffed diapers, bottles of water, and his food in all your shorts pockets. <laughs> oh, uh,
6: no. Yeah, the truth was what I underestimated was the water situation for him, and gave him peanuts, and so he was so thin. F- Thirsty at the end of the game, he's like, Dad, where's the car? It's like, buddy, we got to walk a few blocks. I'm so sorry, and I ended up carrying him back to the car uh, in in order to, which is fine. I mean, he was like a little under three uh, at the time, so it was
0: my time. Yeah, yeah,
6: exactly. Where's <laughs> but the who's per-
5: asking the whole time? Where's
6: the person who takes better care of me? Uh, <laughs> where, than where, you? Where, where's my actual parent? Where's the person who's actually prepared uh, for this? But he loved it, man. That that was a, that was a great. That was one of my favorite days of dadding. We 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 showed up in the third inning, and I you know I sing, take me out to the ball game to him at night, and so he, we stayed through what he would call the baseball song. He couldn't believe that the whole stadium sang the baseball song. It's pretty he, cool. He met our number one listener, Clark the Cub. Uh-huh. He had a hot dog. He had peanuts. He thought he just he thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Wow, and it it wasn't you know, it it was crowded. It was Wrigley. But you know we sat in the in the two hundred level, um, like kind of no no one six seats to the left of us, no one a couple seats to the right of us, so we had ability to like get up and stretch his legs. He wasn't confined. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel claustrophobic in any way. It's not that loud. It was it was truly great. I'm a little little worried for a sold out Hawks game on a Saturday. Well, let
5: me say first of all that hearing you talk about that, it it makes anybody with a child who has reached an older age feel a little wistful. And a little, a little envious because those, those times, those are absolute freaking magic.
6: Well, he's at, he's already asking because he loves trains so much. And uh, when Steph took him to the game when I was out of town with one of her girlfriends and and her son, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they took the red line. Same thing; they got their second or third inning so that they weren't riding the red line with everybody and a, and a three-year-old but he
5: thought that was part of the ball game experience yeah
6: train baseball game hot dog you know what baseball song take him
5: on a bus to the united center go ahead
6: i think i'm gonna just drive and oh, park really? right next to the stadium uh, that's a choice yeah i think i'm gonna just park right next door well see here so here's
5: the thing about the blackhawks game you got to get there early because the feeling of the national anthem in that building will resonate that's a,
6: that's a good point no you
5: have you have to get there early and 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 let him see especially for you know a blackhawks game or a bulls game let him see all of the team sanctioned promo stuff that's on the big screen like the good media that they produce and the hard work of, of that and all the pageantry and just like let him notice that there's right. a, there's a carpet on the ice what the hell is that about let him be confused by all the weird things at the beginning of a hockey game it's a good point, and, I especially the anthem, because it, it it still carries and resonates beautifully in that building. Well, he
6: doesn't know. I mean, it might be the first time he's ever heard the anthem. Like when it, when has he heard an why,
5: anthem? What? Why he have
12: he, been playing it for him all along? What's how's he going to know? Why do you hate America? I, why why would he have ever
4: heard yeah, I the anthem? They,
9: they don't hear it until they're like in school, right? Like.
5: Why would he have ever heard well, the anthem? You would because because you game. play it you play it every morning yeah. as you raise the flag in <laughs> yeah, your backyard. Obviously,
12: one would assume but he doesn't know about the rockets and their red glare.
5: I don't think
6: so. Nor the bombs that burst uh, in air. Has he ever even seen the dawn's early light? I don't think so. Like, we have a violent national anthem <laughs> when, Oh, we,
5: yeah. we, weird lyrics <laughs>
6: Yeah, when you, when you really think about it
5: Really, really weird lyrics Yeah, this
9: country born out of some violence you yeah, Go back yeah. and read your history Yeah, yeah
6: absolutely
12: yeah. Bernstein tells a really good story about how it was the first song he made uh, Zoe and, and uh, what's the uh, Jason listen to out of the womb
5: yeah,
6: oh, famously, he loves America Chats. <laughs>
5: yeah,
12: he tells that story. I bet he'll tell it again yeah. on Let's, Tuesday. Uh,
5: and he also, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the twofer. It was that one, and I'm proud to be American by Lee Greenwood. Right. <laughs> Just played those, those two. Those were the two. Like, and courtesy of the
12: Red, White, and Blue by the very late Toby, Toby Keith. Keith. Rest in peace and peace, by the I way.
5: Mean, I don't know if he's very late. <laughs> All right, so good point. So Cancer I'm a, sucks. I'm a little. Yeah, it does.
6: What do you think about it's sensory overload because the first time he did monster trucks, he loved it. Second time, he was pretty not thrilled with the noise and everything that came with it. And we just did Disney on ice and he loved it. I'm
5: telling you to go early, but that might mean you're leaving early. Yeah. Yeah. you worried about that? A little worried about it. it. It's a
12: lot.
6: It's a lot loud noise, loud music. Uh the 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 horn after a goal kind of comes <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. It's loud for it's me. True, yeah. That's the
9: beautiful thing about hockey though, those intermissions. It seems like the game's over when it may not be over. That's true. Hey, everyone getting up and oh he may be right. Okay,
6: we're going now. Like,
9: yeah, I guess we are.
6: <laughs> yeah, you know. I definitely don't anticipate us staying all three periods
5: but i was just gonna say we need to uh, let let's play some bets here as your your friendly showmates how long do danny and owen last at the hockey game do they make it to the second period
12: no (laughs) wow
9: i i think they're out of their second intermission i
5: I think that's a good call yeah that's That's the over under for sure is the second intermission Shane's taking the under. You're taking the well, under. Well, I think
12: you should set it halfway through the second period. Yeah. should be the over-under. I'll, right. I'll take the, the under. They're gambling guys, by the way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Ha- ha- <laughs> so that's halfway.
6: Yeah. So, do, right. do, so you're saying, that's, do I make it the to game. the second intermission? That's halfway through the
5: game. I think I'll he's take gonna, the under. I'll take the over. I, I think he's going to make it to the second intermission.
12: You have too much faith in Owen, and you always have.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, famously. I really do. Do I, I you guys rely think on, I should bring the headphones? I rely on it. For you, for, a lot or him. Of stuff. for him.
12: Yeah, for him, you should.
6: Bring the headphones. It's not that
5: loud there. Oh, the muting headphones? Yes, I, I, I think you should. Yeah. The only thing is, I don't want him
6: to be dependent on them. Like, I want him to have them as an option, but not going in like thinking that he needs them.
5: Well, bring him in a bag. Are you bringing a bag this yeah, I'll time? Yeah, I'll bring it back. Oh, that's a good call. I'll bring it back. Yeah, yeah.
9: Can... Bring, it doesn't hurt to bring him in. Also, like, de- dependent or not, he may feel like he needs them and wants them to make him feel more comfortable. Well, so, then and I will that, give them to him. That's okay. Oh, yeah. no, no. Of,
6: of, of <laughs> course. Of course it is. Danny's going to let him cry it out. No, them. no, that's no. no yeah, yeah it getting. sounds like a little boomer parenting from
12: Danny. <laughs> Danny's like, do I have to carry these damn headphones? Or what? <laughs> no, so no, 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 no,
6: no, 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 no. That's not what it is at all. I'm saying I'm saying that, I, in my experience, sometimes it's like, It's like if your kid falls and you react like it was supposed to hurt them, then that's when they cry. Mm -hmm. If if you go in with like, hey, it's going to be so loud and scary, here are these headphones it makes it more likely that it will be loud and scary. Well,
9: no, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there, but bring them,
6: though. And I will like, bring hey, them.
9: Hey, buddy, how you doing? A little loud? Uh,
6: yeah, if they're loud, hey, if, if he says it's loud, yeah, put it's, them on. It I'm will just... be loud, yeah. Yeah, so. th- right. right. Okay. Where,
5: where's Where's Marta sitting? In the 300 other no, levels? it's just me and Owen.
6: Oh, Why,
0: my time. just me and
5: Owen. <laughs> come be- on, and shoot the puck?
6: Oh, man, we should. That'd be great.
9: Oh
5: yeah, Gene Hahn is still there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Marta. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. He is still there, and he sounds freaking great. That'd be great. Gene, no way. He, he just sounds like sports man. Gets y'all, gets y'all happy and revved up for it.
6: Uh, my buddy, the guy who I wrote the book with, uh, Pipeline of the Pros, available for pre-order now. Uh, he obviously, massive basketball fan, took his oldest son. He was like, all right, I'm going to take him to a Sky game first and then take him to a, a Bulls game. Like, he's taking him to some high school games. He's like, I'm like, going to work him up to, to the Bulls game because of what we're talking about. you paying the money for the tickets and the noise and the overload and all that. He's like, I want to be sure that he'll like it and be excited and appreciate it. They go to the Sky game. In the first quarter, the kid is so uninterested in the game Mm. all he wanted to do was ride the escalators he said for two quarters they rode the escalators and had ice cream and then bounced (laughs) that's how i that's what i'm anticipating like not that i'll be devastated if i miss the hockey but i just i i do i'm i'm really i'm really hoping that he gets into it
5: all right well a couple things first of all there is that fine line of you know forcing your child to experience something as you're trying to expose them to something, yeah, you know, and but also kind of allowing them to be comfortable. And I lean towards forcing the child to experience something uh, for the sake of of exposure and learning overall, even if it means they, they they're a little unhappy with me, and maybe they get over that hump. the The second thing though is. You should be looking forward to the hockey, man. Connor Bedard.
3: Oh no, I is know, but I'm crazy saying, fun to I, watch. No, I,
6: I know, I, I, I know. I'm thrilled that Bedard is back. I was talking to stuff about it last night. I'm like, hey, now there's actually something for me to watch. I, I am, ex- I am excited about. It. I'm yeah. saying, if he wants to leave. Before the game is over, yeah, no, you're fine. It's it's that. it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. If he wants to, he, he's very excited for the soft serve ice cream. Sure. So you know, I mean, if if that has to happen, not at an intermission because yep. the lines are shorter or whatever, that that's going to be great. Text- but I, I do think that there's a solid amount of disaster potential here. Yeah,
5: Textures with a couple of thoughts. Here's one. Don't worry, the Hawks won't score, so you won't have to worry about the goal horns. You'll oh, be okay. All right. Good with point. That's but, a nice thing. Yeah. And then um, then here's this one. Get there right when the doors open and go all the way down as close as you can, so he can see the players skating around at the beginning as they're warming up. That's a good idea.
6: The only problem with that is it just makes the day really long. He's four. The attention span he's not he's not eight. He's not ten. He's not like into sports
5: yeah well you get you, there before you're just showing him stuff you're gonna get there before the anthem right?
6: no i you know you you've mentioned the anthem i gotta get there before i hadn't considered it but you're, you're also, right
12: also reminder they're playing edmonton so you have to get there for the canadian anthem too oh yeah. Yeah. Both. oh
6: canada <clears throat> yeah good point
5: Your little, little uh, Con- connor mcdavid too hot connor on connor action that's what danny gets is
12: you that sh- right
5: you should go for the uh the anthem no they're, they're playing ottawa
12: I they're playing, playing. I thought they were playing Edmonton. No, they're playing. They're playing Ottawa. Dude, those provinces don't matter. They're yeah. No. But but, but it's not
5: McDavid. Three syrup. St- Still the Canadian anthem. No McDavid. And if you think I can name a player on Ottawa, you're sadly mistaken.
6: Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. We can do way better on U.S. senators than we can Ottawa senators. There's- I don't know if I can do anyone. <laughs> but I mean, some some of these are disaster kids Dick are. Dick T- took my boys, they are 10-8 to their first Bears game. It turned out to be the bear NATO game against the Ravens where they evacuated everyone to the concourse. <laughs> we stood there for an hour before I made the executive decision to leave to get back to the North Burbs. We made it home for the second half. Yeah, if there's an evacuation there, I will not be waiting it out for an hour. Pete in Buffalo Grove, we got a disaster story on your kid's first sporting event?
14: Uh, yeah, hey, so um, my wife, for context, has worked for Northwestern, the, un- the university and the hospital system, for uh, almost 30 years. And they were honoring her uh, for her 25th year during the halftime of a Northwestern Penn State football game at Evanston. And so we were all there as a family. We were hosts of the university. We were having a great time. We took my young son and my younger daughter Uh, Had the whole experience, had all kinds of soft drinks and and snacks and all this stuff. And it comes to halftime where my wife is supposed to, like, appear on the field, be given an award on television, be up on the screen, and the whole entire place is packed and ready to watch this. We're all brought down there as a family. And my daughter has a huge diaper blowout right as we're (laughs) supposed to go out, right? and so um i'm like okay uh so um i was t- i went off with her my son was left with my wife um and like it, they kind of now here with her family and they turned and we weren't there we oh. were we were off. Oh. The side. I was, i'm cleaning the you know i'm cleaning her up in the background you know and yeah. um my wife got her a word but you know we 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 were not there to support her and you know, stand there. And, so I, I uh, mean, that's it, pretty. It's, it's a crappy situation. Yeah, yeah It's a bad
5: situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that deserved a rim shot. You, you, but that's okay. That is okay. You did what you had to do. Yeah, good job. Pete. I mean, seriously. But I mean, the prior, and it's a great story. You'll tell it forever, and you'll make your daughter, you know, take good care of you when you're old and decrepit because of that. Uh, yeah,
6: there's no. But and you know what? That that did make me feel better. There's no way this could go worse. It's impossible.
8: Yeah.
6: I'm not supposed to be on the ice for an award yet,
12: <laughs> right? That's true. You never know, dude. People are always trying to give you awards.
6: Always,
5: I'm just batting them away. Shane, those are, Greg those, Hill's going to be there. Those aren't awards. They always are trying to give him something. But oh, thank you.
12: Well, I thought tonight, Barrett Sports Media was presenting the top major market afternoon shows at the Hawks game tomorrow. I'm sorry. Tomorrow yeah. that are going to the Hawks game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a blog tomorrow. <gasps> you, you know, we got it.
6: Yeah. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. Uh, it's an all timer from the The Hawks getting the first crack though at his fandom. No afternoon Bulls game the whole season. 41 games. Earliest tip off was a six o'clock game early in the season. Really? For a home game. Yeah. No, no weekend afternoon game. No weekday, whatever for a holiday. No Dr. King Day game. No mm-hmm. nothing. No President's Day game. No home game during the afternoon all season for the Bulls. Are you gonna Sucks. Are you gonna
5: walk him through the uh, the team store? Give him the opportunity to buy something. I mean,
9: you know, if he falls for well, it, what do you mean? You mean, uh, uh, come on, take the kid. He's gonna want a little Tommy Hawk to take home. Come on, probably
6: a little Tommy Hawk to take home. Probably a little Tommy Hawk. I think I think I'm going gonna do like the the Target Blackhawks hoodie, so he shows up in gear, and then he can get a on, get dude. a souvenir at the game. He doesn't Target. Need the-
12: the Nick, Blackhawks team store is literally right down the street. It's at <laughs> Michigan and Wacker. Yeah, there's one there. Massive. Well, Dan- yeah. Danny's made just a deal over there today.
5: Danny's made a deal with Fanatics. So if they, <laughs> oh. if they look like
12: replicas, but those are the officials. So it's a Blackhawks logo painted on a napkin. And yeah, you just perfect. wear it.
9: <laughs> Why does it say
5: Schmoen on the back? In <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> giant letters that go around the number. Connor Breitbart. <laughs> oh, my God. So all right. So what could go wrong? Yeah, it'll be a great time. It'll be great.
6: It'll be a great time. It
5: should be a great time. He's gonna be cold, you know. It's cold in there.
6: So uh, wear a hoodie. Oh yeah. Yeah, wear wear a Blackhawks hoodie. Blackhawks hoodie. But you
12: don't think it'll be cold? It's not cold in there. It's, it's kind of cold. Does it? Look, it's a little, it a little chilly. Oh, there's ice. All there's... right, Tandy and I had the same thought, so I'm not alone. Yeah, it's
9: been a while. I mean, since I've sat there in Hockberg seats, nice and you know down low there. Uh, hi, David. Uh, yeah, I don't remember <laughs> it being particularly cold
4: i found it, i found it a little chilly
6: he'll wear a hoodie
4: it'll be fine yeah get a little
6: headphone action some, some ice cream it's gonna be a great great and Connor bedard, Connor bedard. 15 years when he's going to hawks games all the time i'll be I like hey there. you were his first game was bedard's rookie year
5: yep um i took ruben to a blackhawks and rangers game in new york when me and danny mack were on a trip and he was in diapers. He has uh, absolutely no memory of it whatsoever. Well, yeah, Mac yeah. or Ruben? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. And I changed both their diapers Two, as necessary. No. Two
6: people in diapers. <laughs> Mac had a blowout. <laughs> he did. See Matt Spiegel's son, yeah. Ruben, over there. Yeah, he
5: just he doesn't like he on sports stuff anymore.
6: The reaction to this Crane's business story online is pretty hilarious, and uh, also. He's eighteen-year-olds, man. Connor Bedard, tough guy. But people all sometimes a sudden have some problem with it for some reason. Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
4: The Parkinson Spiegel Show, doing it and doing it and doing it. Afternoons on the score.
14: Now I lost my train of thought. I feel like Mitch McConnell. All
6: right, so we just got access to this Crane's business story that broke within the last thirty minutes or so. Chicago White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf is preparing to ask Governor Pritzker and other state leaders for roughly $1 billion in public money to build his team a new home in the South Loop. While Pritzker has been dismissive of using tax dollars to subsidize a new stadium for a team worth billions, even before the bonds that paid for the team's current South Side home are paid off, he has yet to rule out anything until learning of the team's detailed financial plan. Reinsdorf and related Midwest President Kurt Bailey, the developer of the 78 site where the stadium would be built, have been meeting with elected officials and business and labor leaders to gin up enthusiasm for the deal before meeting with the governor. This seems like a key sentence here to me. The two are bullish. They can win state support by arguing the stadium subsidies will bring along billions more in private investment, and the deal is structured in a way to not require new or increased taxes. Yeah. So, so that's obviously team slanted stuff basically saying hey pay for the stadium and we'll get private investors to build everything else to develop the site
5: the mixed-use buildings with the affordable housing the bars the restaurants four thousand spot underground garage and parks all that all that kind of stuff this is about dealing with the illinois sports facilities authority because it continues later the proposed deal would also get the city off the hook for being the guarantor of the current debt arrangement with the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority, or ISFA, to pay for the 2003 renovation of Soldier Field. And so this is that 2% hotel tax to pay for the new stadium. Reinsdorf is going to lay claim to the revenue from a 2% hotel occupancy tax currently used to pay for the ISFA's annual debt service for decades beyond when all outstanding bonds are currently meant to be paid off in 2034. So this is what Rob Manfred had described um, as the transfer of that two percent hotel tax through the loophole that we've been talking about. That is available at the end of twenty twenty four, but it also lists another subsidy. Um, uh, you know, a little another subsidy to to create um businesses there on the grounds this is well the the other the
6: other thing is in the in the middle of the second page yeah um it kind of speaks to the thing that you were talking about last week uh basically when they develop it they think that they will be able to get about 400 million in sales tax revenue generated over an undisclosed period of time of course but that that money, in addition to the subsidy, will get the the team in the ballpark of the one point two billion dollars in assistance Reinsdorf is seeking. So Reinsdorf is apparently looking for one point two billion in assistance for a ballpark with a capacity of between thirty-five and thirty-eight thousand. So that's another detail. Capacity of thirty-five to thirty-eight thousand and The deal would potentially box out the Bears from tapping into the ISFA to pay for the new stadium they are exploring along the lakefront. Sources familiar with both teams' plans say the two are not working together to find stadium deals, but in competition to be the recipient for whatever appetite there is in the state to use public dollars for new stadiums. So that's what you were talking about last week. So that
5: backs up what what I had said about the race that is going on. They're not both going to get this done. One of them will get this done. So
6: basically that means it can't. If if it's, it's
5: within the city.
6: If it's within the city, South Loop and the 78 both can't happen, at least in terms of any public funding with that 2% hotel occupancy tax.
5: This is all going to come down to how much public voting is involved, how much public thought is, uh, is going to be leaned on by the governor and by the ISFA because the White Sox are in a horrific position to win over the public. <laughs> at this point if they're going to need voting or need public opinion to be in their favor that's going to be a very very tough ask if it's if it's if it's something where you're just kind of moving one you know a line item in the ISFA over and it's advantageous to the city which the first part of this intimates that it's advantageous to the city to get that moved over and it's paid for by the state in that way then you could have a little bit of a battle between city and state in, in that way as well.
6: So it says yeah. that Reinsdorf has not met with Pritzker yet. And Pritzker seems unlikely to meet with him until he has a fully baked plan to build the stadium state president, Don Harmon and house speaker, Chris Welch have had meetings, but neither are ready to voice support for the deal until the white Sox lay all of their cards on the table, according to their offices. Yeah.
5: Yeah. It, look, it if it's gonna end up. I mean at
6: one point two billion in, uh, in subsidies, that's not gonna that's gonna really hurt public approval, man.
5: It's gonna really, really hurt and it's gonna be the kind of thing that look, they're making this last ditch effort to do the stadium and do, you know, perhaps what they should have tried to do much, much better when they failed decades ago. And if this if this doesn't work, then I think you're looking at a sale and who the hell knows what happens to the White Sox. If if this doesn't happen then they'll just sell to, you know, whoever wants them and they could move them anywhere they want to move them if they don't believe that, you know, two two teams in Chicago is tenable.
6: The old we tried to build this thing as a texter saying we tried hello Nashville. Yep. I don't think that I don't think that Jerry's going to I don't think that's happening. I
5: said yep, too fast. We tried now good luck to the next owner. You know, we tried. We'll just wait it out and wait until Jerry passes here at our existing stadium. We'll
6: sell to whoever the highest bidder and yeah. whatever that person wants to do with the team. Then so be it. And we'll be. A, they, we'll, it, could, it could still be a contingent sale. It, it, it could, you be. could. You could have a contingent sale of you know we'll sell the team, but it's got to be you got to keep it in Chicago on the south side.
5: But in terms of his legacy and what he wants to be able to say and what the organization could say is like, look, we tried to do something and keep this franchise in Chicago. And now we just have to hope that the new owners do the right thing because you guys didn't want us to do it. You know, so that, that, that kind of thing, this pretty, uh,
6: pretty crafty timing though, for this cranes article, the old Friday afternoon. Oh, by the way, 1.2 billion in assistance would be nice for our stadium.
5: Let's put let's put a couple things together here. Cranes is the is the outlet that floated the Bears' focus. Really is it? Really is indeed in the South Loop. Yeah. And now Cranes is floating this, which just looks horrendous for the White Sox. The way that it's phrased, because there is a component of this has been out there of what the sales tax would be, and you know how that transfer would happen. But when you put it as cleanly plain as this, asking for a billion in public money. Hey, can we have that? Like, of course, you're getting a horrific anti-White Sox um, reaction here, and it just—it's just interesting. They the pro-Bears slant of the previous Crane article, and then the anti-White Sox slant of this one is interesting to me.
6: Um, that, that's an that's an interesting read. Was the was the Bears one? Pro-Bears or pro-Chicago?
5: It was pro-Bears leverage or pro-Bears possibility when most people think that Arlington Heights is overwhelmingly likely because they've already paid for the yeah. land and, and and it's a negotiating ploy.
6: That seems to be going poorly also.
5: They lost the, uh, <laughs> the the tax thing.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's not final. They've got appeals, processes, and all of that. They can still negotiate, I think, through tomorrow. Hmm. But, yeah, that one seems to be going poorly as well. You know, here's the thing. It's kind of broke, the city. You know, it's not not doing great mm-hmm. financially. So, these teams that are worth billions, White Sox, if they get sold, would probably be sold for, what do you think, a couple billion, two billion, something like that. Bears, if they ever got sold, would be north of six. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of sentiment. For a city that's got some serious financial problems, to be like to, to, to leak pub uh, to leak positive things, it's not a pos- It's not a popular political thing. No,
5: not like, at it, all. You know
6: what I mean? It, it wouldn't be popular for the Cubs. It wasn't. I what well, I know. I'm sort I'm saying. They they, got, they they didn't. They they did it all themselves. They got
5: nothing. That's, so that's so, so, a very instructive. That's a much more respected um, franchise in terms of local politics and such. And they got nothing.
6: But so that's my point. So when you say, like, pro-Bears or anti like, if the truth is the Sox need public funding beyond that 2% occupancy tax, that would be presented negatively if it was the Cubs, the Bears, the White Sox, the Bulls, Bozo the Clown, how Lurie Children's Hospital, you know what I mean? Like, think of, like, the most, like, esteemed institution in the city that everybody agrees with. That. And no one's like, yeah, Let's just give you an extra billion too. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's not. It's not. It's not a popular sentiment right now.
5: I hear you. I just. I'm really interested to see if this plays out like the race that I had described last week, and this kind of emboldens some of that. I'll be interested if the if if the bears ask to the state government is is quoted as less or framed as less. I'll be interested to see like how those that 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 bit of machinery gets working more if it does.
6: I think the Bears are in a little bit of a tough spot here. I think they're going to have to pay a tax bill that's higher than they want to, which you know what that makes them a resident of Cook (laughs) County. My property tax bill went up. I cried, a tear, a single tear,
5: like a Chris Jones tear because it was so emotional. A single tear
6: formed and dropped down my cheek <laughs> when Steph told me what our property back, uh, tax bill went up this year. So, yeah, welcome to the party, pal. You know, I, I, it, the Bears announced what they wanted to
5: do and then bought a parcel of land. That's what I'm and, saying. And, and yeah. So, and the, so. Uh, I know. I just I just tough, wonder if this is them and, and Kevin Warren swimming, you know, swimming, swimming towards uh, trying to swim more towards leverage.
6: I know. I I think of course it is, but what I'm saying is tough. How would you build a stadium in the South Lot and not have the same problems that you have now, in terms of access, in terms of owning it? You don't own it now. Hmm. George Lucas couldn't do it privately for yeah. his museum. It would be the same problem.
5: It's it's going to be an incredibly tough sell both is, of like, these are not easy. No, and, and the South Loop. The South Loop's doing okay. It's taken a long time for the South Loop to be the kind of growing and like burgeoning um, community that it was dreamed of for decades. But it's it it's doing okay with without without this stadium and all the all the development. I mean, drive through my neighborhood next time, Danny, that you come over and we we take bong hits. I, I drive through my neighborhood. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, I, I drive through the neighborhood
12: and ignore Aunt Heron. <laughs> <laughs>
9: You know, I thought it would come be a lot, snub Anthony Heron with me. A lot more often you guys would be together because we we're supposed to have some more songs in the football season, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to those? Yeah, no, it's yeah. true.
5: Those usually go with the bong hits.
12: How many lunches are we at?
9: <laughs> <today>? <laughs>
12: rhymes with Caleb's. There's
5: gonna
12: be a tough one.
5: That is gonna be tough. It really is. Oh, oh that's
9: a great. Yeah, that's a good point.
5: point. That's a good point. Good thing we hey, punted on the song on
9: behalf of everyone. Just don't do it, please. <laughs> Oh, now, no now. more albums
5: about the quarterback,
9: please. <laughs> do it about literally anything else. Okay.
5: You know what? If they get a number two wide receiver or, like, a, a young number one, the Roma Dunze album, you know?
12: That would be good. You could <laughs> just write a coming-of-age album for yourself. I think we would like that. Oh yeah, Really? Yeah, I think so. I would like to hear your stories. Oh.
5: <laughs> okay. Interesting. Now you've got a project. Yeah, I do that i'll just send to shane privately
6: <laughs> <laughs> an audience of one go, I've been asking shane. for years <laughs> an audience of one
5: yeah this is uh this is uh, not a not a good look hey can we have a billion dollars no no you can't <laughs> hey uh our stadium it's still functional but we'd like a new one and no. The, yeah no and the cubs were like we want to improve uh our, our, our stadium it's it's a jewel and a, and a landmark and they're like no and now the white
6: Sox are asking yeah oh, oh hey I'll, let me play this game yeah. uh hey um we bought 320 acres of land already <laughs> but we'd like to pay less property taxes by percentage than everybody else who lives here
12: no
5: okay yeah. okay cool okay Hey, we want to build in the south lot. We know where um, it's it's not really the Lucas Museum. It's not the it's not that, but hey, can we do it? Friends of the Parks? No. Yeah, so. Yeah. Ooh, all right. Bear, yeah. Bears in Arlington Heights. Uh, and the White Bear- Sox uh, go wherever the hell the new owner uh, owner wants to put them.
6: Honestly though, that that will be the most relatable that any of these billionaires ever get to being like us. When the McCaskey family has to pay higher property taxes than they think they deserve. That will be the single most relatable thing that the billionaire class ever has. Bitching about property taxes.
12: If the White Sox (laughs) pulled uh, the move that Dustin wants the Bears to do and put a stadium on Lake Michigan, it would for sure sink in the first week, right? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) For sure, like during a game. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a a greater strategy than the the Titanic.
5: And I know there's going to be people, environmentalists that are not going to want to hear this, but could you build a stadium that was in the water. And what I mean is, is that that is you could you could extend you could build something that was air quotes floating on the water. I'm air quotes floating air on foot. the. So he doesn't actually mean it. I'm glad that he preemptively tried to fight off the environmentalists. Wow, that was great. What a moment. <laughs> forget forget the fact that it's defying logic of all kinds. It's the environmentalists.
10: That's, that's the about. only problem.
12: I don't <laughs> want to hear from PETA, but I want to put this stadium on the
5: wall. The environmentalists are great. Arguers, <laughs> so I better say this preemptively on the front end of my take. Wow,
10: that was
6: great. <laughs> that's so good.
5: What a moment.
6: oh man uh apparently a bob went national it's parkinson spiegel on the score the parkinson spiegel show i was
4: listening to those two gizmos giving you a hard time and
11: we talking parkinson spiegel you got my
4: guys yeah afternoons on the score
11: hello what is your name bob
4: get the hell away haven't heard
6: this yet looking forward to it whenever a bob goes national This time with our friend Bart Winkler on CBS Sports Radio. This is, by the way, a Wisconsin Bob. A Wisconsin Bob goes national. Spicy. Let's hear it. Bob is
0: in Wisconsin. What's up, Bob? Hey there. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I don't think that the Packers, I am a Packer fan, but they're not going to make it this year. Maybe next year. Okay. But, you know, The Bears? Really? (laughs) There's only one thing that everybody knows that, you know, the Bears can have the best thing that they have and they throw it away. The Bears still suck. I mean, it's what it is. The Packers will be there in a couple years, but all we need is, Get rid of some cap, and we'll get there. Thanks. What do you think? Hey, Bob, what do you think as a Packer <laughs> fan? What do you think about the uh, the team over Lake Michigan, the Lions? The Lions are really a great team right now. I wish they would have. Yeah, oh, God, they were so close. They've been, yeah, they're, uh, they're so close. Oh, my God. They got to get there yeah uh, they do um that was tough that they didn't bob thanks for the call that was delightful
5: uh you know it's delightful except for the fact that he's right about the bears still suck and he's a freaking packer fan and <laughs> he gets to live that arrogance his entire freaking life how old is he 75 he probably can't he, he can barely remember a time when the bears were better with consistency ah.
12: 75 he sounded like he was dying at the end of the call <laughs> People Rab. died.
0: People died soon. Yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> they're so close. They got to get there.
6: We have two texts from two different people. Is ah. that is that Mike from Milwaukee's brother? Hey, that's Mike from Milwaukee's cousin. It really is.
0: It really is. I thought it was his
6: uncle, personally.
8: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's just. He Bob is in Wisconsin. What's up, Bob? Hey there. Hey there. <laughs> hey, there. hey there! Hey there! Hey there! Hey there! Who's talking to me? Bob. Teddy. Been, yeah, there. Yeah. We'll talk <laughs> to. Well, I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk to Bob. Teddy
5: was on the board for Mike from Milwaukee.
9: Yeah, he knows.
5: Now he's on the board for Bob from Wisconsin
6: and Bob from Niles. Been quite a quite a life.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what a legacy you really have. Congratulations on that.
6: Bob is on the line. A memoir.
0: (laughs) Are you crazy? I can't understand (laughs) this. It's really good.
5: Oh, God. I'm glad that Bart gets Bob's. Yeah. He deserves Bob's.
6: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And it's proof that no matter what the caliber of the call, at the end, you just have to say, "Eh, thanks for the call.
5: (laughs) That's what it sounds like when Barney burps on The Simpsons, isn't it? It's just like, like, Ah. (laughs) that. Yeah, that's what Bob is delivering. All the Duffs,
6: it's really good.
0: Duff beer for you. Duff be here they for better, me. Yeah, they're, yeah. Is <laughs> hey, that a move?
3: Oh. Uh,
6: uh, oh my god, it's really good. Delightful. It's really good. Um, it's NBA All Star Weekend. One of my guilty sports pleasure weekends. Very yeah. excited about it. Have you mm-hmm. seen the video going around of Jamal Crawford working with Victor Wembanyama? on the fake behind-the-back move. Uh,
5: oh, no, because I it's saw their, ve- it's very cool. their interaction that they had on TNT with your guy, with your guy, with Lefko. Lefko. Yeah, um, on the uh, Tuesday show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like a, a, a few weeks back was just absolutely awesome because Wemby practices certain moves. He said he's been practicing that move.
6: Yeah, and so Crawford is out on the court with him, helping him out understand, like, the, the, the behind-the-back pullback. Man. So it's very cool. In that clip very from a cool.
5: few weeks ago, Crawford said that he has moves that he's never actually done on an NBA court. He's got, he's got moves that I feel like that's what wants, all the
6: OGs have to say. I, yeah, but. Like, I, oh, I, I, I had more moves that I didn't even break out in my 20-year like, career. If
5: I remember correctly, he said he was going to teach Wemby one of them. Yeah. So, maybe well, that's kind of what's, what's going on Maybe here. that's what's happening.
6: Yeah. Uh, there's been a criticism of a quarterback the Bears could draft. I want to discuss it with you. Brad Biggs mentioned a very popular name in free agency and why he didn't think it was a good idea. Let's, let's get some Bears things in here before the weekend. Parkins and Spiegel on the
4: score. The Parkins and Spiegel Show.
9: If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh,
6: hell yeah.
5: I'm having a resurgence of a video game that I loved, Mario Kart.
6: That game ages really well. Good, good college drinking game out of Mario Kart. Don't drink and drive. You got to finish a beer by the end of the race, but you, you can't be driving while you're drinking.
5: Oh, God. that's healthy. That's
12: instructive. That's good. He was an alcoholic. When he was 17 years old, he said he just couldn't stop. Goldsmith, two for three. First time I ever threw up from booze. I had 19 Miller High Lifes playing that Mario Kart drinking game,
5: and you were still were not as drunk as Travis Kelsey. Dude. He tried to kiss Nick right. I he mean, really Danny
12: did, did too last week. Yeah. You <laughs> giant clown.
6: That's true. That'll happen. Yeah, but the,
1: his nose got in the way. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, that, that that's too far. Did you ever notice he's the only b- who can smoke a cigarette in the rain with his hands tied behind his back? No, he's just a uh, like natural canopy.
6: They had a team dinner out at one of the bars. So he's like fall down drunk at the parade at 1.30 in the afternoon.
15: An surprise, and I saw the surprise. That fear in Iraq. Took that glass of champagne, Pat. Pat took that glass of champagne,
6: I promise you. And then by 7 or 8, you know, go home, sleep for a few hours. Yeah. Then go out to a team dinner. oh wow, That's impressive. You know, if I, if I was ever as drunk as him, I'd be, I'd be, I'd still be throwing up. <laughs> but, but, but there he was, just getting some burnouts. Chop and snap to Mahomes. Drops back. Left tackle ball. goes to Kelsey. Thirty. Runs first side. Twenty-five. Twenty. Now he
7: runs the opposite way. He runs at the fifty. He runs at the forty. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. When I to- and I told you, honey, we do what I never.
0: What? One, two, three. Here Here we go. go. Here we go. Here Here we go. go. Here we go. go, Tony.
4: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from two to six on six seventy The Score in Odyssey Station.
11: Thanks for
6: hanging out and letting us send you into your weekend. It is the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Right here on the score. I
5: can't believe that Chris Getz missed out on Whit Merrifield. Man, he went to the Phillies. Eight million. It's a royal. It. It's a royal. The hell, man! What are you doing?
6: People hire people they know.
5: Yeah. Well, he didn't hire Whit. He didn't. So Whit goes away. So
6: he'll probably hit three twenty this year. Mm-hmm. Something crazy like that. I don't like our team.
5: <laughs> no. Not, not alone, no. sir. What? is there to like not alone no traction or movement on the big free agents out there following along with all the baseball
6: yeah i know Just texters in- like hey talk baseball guys what baseball <laughs> nothing is happening The we've been doing a ton of white Sox stadium stuff mm-hmm there's not
5: Tim Anderson did some
6: Tim. Yeah. We led the show with Tim Anderson. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's not much out there right now. There it's, isn't,
5: you know, when you talk about Shota Imanaga's bullpen sessions, you know, I'm, uh, um, uh yeah, come <laughs> I, on, man. I, I don't know about it. what uh, Justin Steele uh, thinks about Shota's uh, fastball. I don't know. Kyle about Hendricks that. in a good mood.
6: That I don't know. Good mood. Yeah. You, you want to talk about them being in a good mood. Uh, hey, okay. Man. All right. Fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. I suppose it is. I kind of do. All right. I suppose it's that time of year. Um, because listen, the thing that I, I am obviously very invested in this Bears quarterback conversation. The expectations for what, assuming it is Caleb Williams, what Caleb Williams would be is interesting to me. I have seen the Bears civil war that is going on on the internet of Bears fans arguing. I've seen quite a few people on the anti-Caleb side, make some version of you guys are doing all of this for Kyler Murray. There's a lot of this. Caleb is just Kyler. That That's the comp. Stop making the Mahomes comp. You should be making the Kyler comp.
5: Kyler Murray played for Lincoln Riley Yes, in that system and then came to the NFL uh, as the number one overall pick. And uh, the jewel of that particular draft.
6: Kyler Murray is good.
5: Kyler Murray's <laughs> first few years. <laughs> Kyler Murray's good. We're really good. First few years were really good. And here's the difference.
6: Caleb's bigger. We don't know what he's going to measure in at. But Kyler Murray was the number one pick at 5'9". And has had a tremendous amount of success in the NFL. It has not all been consistent, and he did suffer an injury. But he's five nine. He got a massive second contract because he was good. Caleb is listed as four inches taller than him. I don't think he's four inches taller than him, but he's probably two and a half or three
5: inches taller than him. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. Kyler Murray. I I, I know I've seen five nine. I've also seen five ten. As a listed height on Pro Football Reference, he looks like he's five eight, Kyler Murray, and he plays like he's five six. Frankly, yeah, yeah, he like he plays squat and small Ca- to the ground.
6: And and Caleb has highlights of running people over and lowering his shoulder. He's, he's he's a pretty strong dude. But I just, I I don't know. I I know that a lot of us oh. Most similar prospect to Mahomes since Mahomes, right? That's what Daniel Jeremiah said. It's people that scout and do all the All 22 and all of this stuff. So Mm. I get why that's out there, but like, let's be clear: if Caleb Williams is Justin Herbert, I'd sign on the dotted line right now.
5: So Kyler Murray's (laughs) first three years, they were five ten and one with him as a rookie. He was the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Second year, um, they went eight and eight. He threw for 3,900 yards with 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Yeah. Went to the Pro Bowl, 67% completion rate. His third year, they were 9-5, and five, went to the Pro Bowl again, 3,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions.
6: A passer rating of 100
5: the, 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 for, the, for,
6: the, for the season.
5: The issue with Kyler Murray um, that was and, and has been – his preparation, his commitment, whether he gives a crap or not. They had to write stuff into the second contract about making sure he actually did his homework, you know? And, and that's that stuff would scare that, the hell out of me. And, if and, if we learned anything like that about Caleb, that would I, scare the hell out of me.
6: Absolutely. Of course. But, but then it's also been injury. You know, I mean, the la- last year, eight games, year before, 11 games, played 16 both of his first two years in the NFL. Then it was 14 his third year. But he won rookie of the year. He's been to the Pro Bowl twice. He has, um, you know, he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. His career high is 12 as a rookie. Did it again his second year. Has been single digit interceptions every year since, again, not playing full seasons uh, the last two years. But, like, Kyler Murray is not great, but he is not bad. I'm hoping that. Caleb Williams is significantly better than him but but Kyler Murray got a second contract is not a failure and Caleb is bigger than Kyler Murray. I
5: don't think Kyler Murray right now is good or anything I'd want in the NFL. He's to me he's not right now he is not. And I don't know whether that is whether to attribute all of that to the the, the decaying infrastructure um, with the Cardinals or his injuries. I mean, yeah, they're, they're one of the
6: worst teams in the league last
5: Absolutely. year. Absolutely. And certainly his injuries, but also his commitment level, uh, as I mentioned. And his, right. It, it, that's all there. But the first three years, the first three years, and then he got paid. Um, it, the first three years were, were good. And I'll give you that, but not these last two. Yeah,
6: I, fine. I, I, I guess I'm talking about, like, talent. He is a good football player. Justin Herbert is a good football player. I think Justin Herbert's a great football player actually. But I think a lot of people say, "Well, how many Super Bowls has he won?" The, it is the, you're not going to just erase everything with these guys. But Justin Herbert is undeniably great. They haven't won around him. He was good he was so good at football mm-hmm. that Jim Harbaugh chose to go there. So, I've just I've seen some like oh, he has to be Mahomes in order to justify the pick. I don't think that's true at all. He has to be good enough to be the unquestioned second contract quarterback for a decade. You can win because of type of player. And that could be, I mean, I hope he's better than Kyler Murray. I think he will be better than Kyler Murray and he profiles out to be better than Kyler Murray, but I think he'll be better than Dak Prescott. That's. Josh Allen. That's Justin Herbert. That's Joe Burrow. That's Lamar Jackson. That's that's a lot of guys that are not Patrick Mahomes.
5: To to me, it, it it comes down to is he a better pocket quarterback prospect now than Justin Fields is now? And that answer is an overwhelming yes from the people that break down quarterback tape. And analyze quarterbacks like this. That what Caleb can do in the pocket, yeah. in terms of seeing it, going through progressions, the stuff that you need to do. That 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 the best quarterbacks all have in their back pocket. Justin is still trying to develop that after three years in the NFL. Yeah. So I can't. I mean, if Caleb has that tool at a higher level. And then you add the resetting of the contract and everything like that. It's, it, it, it's, it ends up being a no-brainer, if that's true.
6: I agree. I, I just I was kind of blown away at how negative people were on the idea of Kyler. I mean, Kyler would be the best Bears quarterback ever, for sure. Uh, he's been better than Justin has been, for sure. And Caleb is bigger than Kyler, for sure. And Kyler was still the number one overall pick and has been good in the NFL when healthy. So I just I I don't look at that as as big of an insult I guess as as other people do and while also saying if Caleb Williams was Kyler Murray I'd be disappointed I think he's going to be better than him but it's not like Kyler Murray is some bust
5: I wonder if um if if some of the and we'd love to hear from is some of the the anti Caleb uh, people if Caleb ends up being Dak Prescott is that a disappointment. You know, like, if,
6: if he was what Dak Prescott was this year, no. If he was what Dak Prescott was his first few years as a starter, yes, because cause, cause, cause Dak was twenty three touchdowns, six picks, mm-hmm. super conservative, had a bunch of talent around him. You know, I just I don't I don't think that that is. I think Caleb's got to be more of a playmaker than early Dak was.
5: See, I, I I get that, I get that. I think there's a very high line that gets drawn. We're like, well, you got to move on from that guy, you know, which is just kind of a crazy way to do it in terms of quarterback evaluation. Like Cowboys, you know, thinking about, well, do we have to move on from Dak or, or things like that? That's such a very very high bar, and. You know, it, it Kyler was Kyler was good for a few years, but y- you're going to have trouble with this conversation when you take into account the whole five year arc so far for that, Kyler. That's fine; Because it's I, gotten I, bad.
6: Yeah i I still think that Kyler's very talented, and as they build that team around him, he will be very good. And he's proven more in the NFL so far than Justin Fields has. So, um, but again, yes, he needs to be better than Kyler Murray. Clear period full stop, all of that. It was just interesting to me that that was used as some sort of huge knock on him as if Kyler hasn't had very impressive stretches uh, in the NFL at a very, very young age also. But Daniil Hunter has been a guy that we've talked about a lot, and I thought that Brad Biggs, who's always a must-listen when he's on with Haw, and and it was uh, Gabe in for him, talked about why that idea didn't really register for him.
15: They've got to get better rushing the passer. Even with a half season of Montez Sweat, their total numbers were near the, some of these uh, pass rush metrics. They're, as a defense, as a unit, they're near the bottom of the league. And um, that, that's got to continue to be addressed. You know, Hunter is an interesting guy. I don't know what the price tag's going to be for him, guys. He, he's he's going to be 30. And we've seen some of these guys do very well into their 30s. I mean, Khalil Mack is still playing at a pretty high level. You look at Hunter, um, the production has been at a high level for the last five seasons. The only year uh, you'd say, well, what happened there? He had six sacks in seven games, and he had an injury. Okay, 16 and a half sacks this past season, 10 and a half the year before. I mean, are the Bears at the point with what they're doing, with what they're building and attempting to accomplish that you're going to go out and buy a 30-year-old pass rusher. I don't know. It, that, that's, you are know, like, well, like, where are you going right. with, with, with that guy? Because it, how old is he going to have to be for you to be at the point as a roster where you're, okay, now we're really rocking and rolling. Like, at that point, are you paying him? for pass production and he's not the same guy. I would I would slow the roll a little bit on Daniil Hunter and that's with an awful lot of respect for a guy who, who's been really good. 87 and a half career sacks. Um, he's he's dynamite but um, I you really got to think twice about paying a 30-year-old pass rusher when you have worked You've done some heavy lifting to get your cap situation where it is right now, to get things in order moving forward. I'd uh, I'd think twice about a about a thirty year old pass rusher at this point. Like if the Bears had gotten into the playoffs and won one game, you know, and you were feeling really good about the whole operation, I, yeah, maybe that's the point where you you make a move like that. They're they're coming off seven and ten. They're last in the division. They've got more work to do. I don't know. That's the point. You you buy the thirty year old edge rusher.
5: Uh, I like it. I I like it. This is why I favor the idea of getting that edge rusher in round one, or if you end up getting a two for Fields, uh, you know somehow a young and cheap commodity uh, as an edge rusher, Uh, because you've you have your veteran. Big money guy in sweat. I mean, they signed, what, the 30-year-old pass rusher, or was he 28 or 29 in Gakwe last year by by the time they signed him? Because they had virtually no one else at that point who was a legit pass rusher as an edge. That's not the case going into this year.
6: To me, it all depends on how much he's getting paid. If it's a huge deal for, you know, putting him on, like, 30-year-old edge rusher, but if it's a one-year deal like in Gakwe, I have no problem with it. If it's a two-year deal, I have no problem with it. If it's some sort of, you know, Montez Sweat, which it wouldn't be, but if it's a four-year deal that you're locked into it for three of the years Mm -hmm. at eight figures, then I don't think that that makes as much sense uh, for, for the Bears. But it's real hard to be a productive rookie pass rusher in the NFL. You know, and so you... And if you are a great pass rushing prospect, you're not normally there as far down. Nine is not that far down. You know, like Jared Verse or the guy from – these guys have some questions. For sure. Consistency in production, injury history. Uh, and they, they always have to learn more sophisticated moves. Often they come out with one move and they just – they're the fast guy or they're the strongest guy. And it's it's a hard – it's a hard position to be productive at as a rookie, unless you're truly great and really sophisticated. And if you are great and sophisticated, you go number one overall like Clowney, or number one overall like Garrett, or top five like Khalil Mack. So it's um it's such a premium position that if you're not, if you're a first round grade as an edge rusher, but you're not top five, mm-hmm. there's flaws in your game
5: for sure. For sure, it's just a matter of of spending on a on a veteran at that position when you're already spending on a veteran on the other side at that position
6: yeah but so i i thought I thought his I thought his analysis on that was great honestly and and worth hearing, and he's obviously super informed on it mm-hmm. but i I wouldn't rule out to Hunter. it just depends on what the contract is because I think he might actually be the if they've decided they want to go offense with the ninth overall pick. Either in a promise to the Caleb Williams camp to make him comfortable in that mm-hmm. conspiracy theory, or just because that's where the higher graded players like Neighbors and Adunze seem safer than Verse or um, the UCLA kid who I can't pronounce his name. Latu. yeah, uh, you know, what or, I mean? like, or
5: Dallas Turner, yeah, yeah you know, they,
6: so they seem a little safer mm-hmm. in that spot. So then paying for edge rusher. I, I I guess I just wouldn't rule it out um, because you need to upgrade it significantly.
5: Uh, letting you behind the curtain for a moment. Our other option for polls position today that we had talked about was free agent edge rushers. So we'll do that next week. We'll do that early yeah. next week. M- make it one of the ones because it's obviously not just a Neil Hunter or bust. There's uh, probably some folks out there you could get for sure on that one year deal. Yeah. And or, if- or younger guys, you could decide to try and pay on the come if, if you're scouting well.
6: And if they, like, if they grade it out and they say there isn't a good pass rusher for us at nine, there just isn't one in this draft. It's the only position really of need on defense. I know free safety, but they'll, they'll fill free safety. It's not a premium position. They could legitimately go into next year and say, with Sweat and Dexter and free agent, edge rusher that we can count on, fill in the blank, and the linebacker core and secondary being what it is.
5: All the corners. And free agent, free safety, or draft pick, free safety.
6: It, 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 they, they could say, hey, we're one player away from being a great defense. That is when you pay. I that's when they did the Khalil Mack trade. They had Mr. Biscay on a rookie deal, and they made the acquisition for Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that they're closer to being in that spot where you would pay the 30-year-old edge rusher if they think that Caleb is going to be special right away. Like, if they think he's going to be good right away and a top 12 quarterback in the NFL right away, then they are in the position to to pay for that edge rusher. A fascinating spot with a local superstar and our guy Shane making a big life decision. is and Spiegel on the score.
1: Now we call today feel good Friday, so I'm trying to stick to that, you know? <laughs> I like it. I like it.
5: When me and Danny Mack were on a trip and he was in diapers, he has uh, absolutely no memory of it. Who's got syntax problems now? Yeah, usually you're the syntax guy who creates, you know, havoc. That's me. That, that's 100% me. Ruben was like the subject of the sentence. Ruben was,
12: was not mentioned. You said he, it no. about Mac. He,
5: it, no. Ruben was the noun like maybe 10 minutes before I got to that <laughs> no. portion of the sentence. Maybe. When me and Danny Mac were on a trip and he was in diapers. He has uh, absolutely no memory. <laughs> of <him>. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
6: was Hall mad at Bedard Probably. for make for coming back last night, or the Matt the Hawks for letting him come back last night? Because I'm excited that he's back. Totally selfishly, because I get to see him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Yeah, you should be. And as I said, I far be it from me to tell David Haw, Mister Hockey, how hockey players
5: operate. But I was under the impression. That the whole thing about him is that they're tough. They, they are tough. That's the whole thing. Yeah, he wants to play. He's in game shape. He's, he's wearing a face shield, which he apparently wore in juniors, so he's not freaked out by wearing a face shield. So he's going to he's going play. These guys these guys get their whole
6: dentistry knocked out of their mouth and just keep playing.
5: They get the entire vocation. <laughs> all of, of, of it. Dentistry. All of it. Every tooth. Every dentist, every dentist, every, every s- dentist. Scalpel. <laughs> the, 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 the light. Fl- the that, laughing cast. That weird light that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. doesn't even look like it's bright. The
6: fluoride. God. The floss. The whole thing.
5: stuff must be so expensive.
6: Yeah. I, I'm like, of course he's going to come back. <laughs> it's tough. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I don't know. It's, it's what players do. It's not a problem. Yeah. It's not a problem. You welcome him back. Yeah. It's not reckless. Do you think they're going to put the kid out there if he's going to get himself hurt?
5: Well, I know he wanted to be out there to play against Sidney Crosby. To have, but, his, I mean, have his have his great moment with that, he's so already maybe, played against him. Maybe Vegas Hall was was upset about that. Uh, I don't think so. I, and play him in, in Pittsburgh. I don't know. There's there's no way to know what Vegas Hall is upset about.
6: <laughs> no, yeah, so he's always, always he's always so, upset about something. So
5: always, always ranting, upset. a lot of ranting, a yeah, lot fam- of raving. Famously, not
6: yeah. not a measured guy at Ooh. all. Doesn't really take anything into account. No, he
5: puts up with Bruce. But I'm
6: just saying. Oh, and inside the clubhouse. Tomorrow. Wow, wow. I think it's been a vacation for him? I'm just kidding. Call uh, you me. out. Yeah. It's been hanging out with Gabe Ramirez in the morning. <laughs> it's just been different. So now we're getting like bigger end hot,
12: it, end hot it.
6: take, David <laughs> Haw. That's all I'm saying. It's I've really, been
15: amused and annoyed. It, yeah. yeah.
6: <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm. He's had to he's had to bring out the hot takes. I'll walk it back, Parko. All right, I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. But I'm looking forward to seeing him. Hmm. Mm. See you.
5: I got I mean, there's there's no problem with
6: him playing. Shane has a problem with it. I don't like it.
12: I don't like it. He's an 18-year-old kid who doesn't understand yet what he's dealing with on the ice. He's never been hurt like this before. I know someone that young, you will recover quicker. But you've got an entire career, potentially, of Connor Bedard. I know that the argument would be, if you don't let him go out, you're going to fracture the relationship, right? If he wants to go out, let him go out. But you have to think of the future just give it an extra 3 3 or 4 weeks longer than when he says he's ready what's no but he's
5: he, he's a hockey player and he's played hockey his whole life and he knows his body and he wants and he wants to play
12: these are grown men one crack to that jaw from a shoulder accidentally from a stick god forbid a puck bounces up and cracks the face shield he's got the shield and, and cracks the face shield and that goes through god forbid man you might lose that guy forever
5: <laughs> forever <laughs> I don't think you're going to lose him forever. He's,
12: next week, he's going to be putting
5: out Through the Wire featuring I, Kanye. I think you're freaked out because he looks like a paper boy. Like, you see him on screen. He looks like he's 11 to 12 years
12: old. I, I worry about the kid. Yeah,
5: He's
6: looking yeah, out for his best yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a big hockey guy.
12: Connor, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, Me, just, not so much. <laughs> you,
6: The first two games, you were real into it. Yeah, I haven't watched since. Wow. All right, that, At all. that was a lot of they hot blow. air that you were blowing over there then. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just – I don't know anything about the timelines for it other than – It was
5: six to eight weeks, and he well, is back said. right after six weeks.
6: Right. Uh, no, I, I, I'm saying in terms of, like, this doesn't seem like it is a reckless thing compared to what they stated the goal was, what precedent is, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's not like he – I mean, he said he thought he could have played – when he broke it. Yeah, he said when he, he broke it. He referenced Chara broken his, breaking his jaw in game seven and continuing to
5: play. Yeah. so it, I mean, if it was the Stanley Cup final, or Pro- Stanley, he, he's probably he, playing. He,
6: he's probably playing. Probably
5: playing. You know, just make put sure. Put a different that, helmet on him. but yeah, a different helmet. Make sure the shield is really, really thick.
6: Can't drink, doesn't know how to cook, but is a hockey guy. Oh, Superstar Connor Batard.
5: He said uh, when he realized that the jaw was broken was when his, his bite didn't line up. He was like skating away. He's like, oh, this is weird. My teeth aren't lining up the way that they usually line up.
6: <laughs> 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 that sounds terrible. Can you imagine? I mean, no. <laughs> oh, something's odd with my face.
12: <laughs> my my, the
6: my top front half. teeth are over the so- uh, the left teeth and the right teeth are over the middle teeth. You uh-huh. can't
12: imagine, Danny, when things aren't like lining up mm. as straight as they should oh, be? Oh, wow.
5: Yeah.
6: Conor uh-huh.
12: Bedard had scoliosis of the,
5: the mouth.
6: Scoliosis of the mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's nice, guys. Thank you. Won't be thinking about that one all weekend. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, man. He's
9: going to think about it every time he sees Conor Bedard down the ice. Hey, look at that. Can't wait. Every that
12: time.
6: guy's mouth was like my back
12: for yeah. a while. It was right there for me, man. <laughs> no, I, I, it was. I, I can't go back now.
6: I don't want you to. I don't want you to. You're right. I can imagine. Me and Conor Bedard, what else? What else? Is, we're the same.
5: Yeah, you're very similar. We're the same thing. I wonder what his property taxes are.
6: Phenom, level talent. Dude, trust me, that might be the most relatable thing I've ever said. Property taxes skyrocketing. Oh, yeah, a lot of, people, uh, <laughs> yeah, lot of people. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Trust me, mm. I'm, I, that's not an elitist thing to say. No, no. No, no, matter, no matter what you're putting No, 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 no matter, matter where you are. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it all sure. went up, and it all went up and a it, grotesque uh, oh. amount, no matter what they were to begin with. And I made the mistake
5: <laughs> of like not having it attached to the mortgage, so it like goes out at the same time monthly, oh, and you just yeah. kind of don't feel it. Yeah. So now instead, like every it's three, four, four months, so I get
12: a separate bill. Like what?
3: What is this for? Yeah, another one.
12: Me. Why do you own rent? You yeah. should be renting.
5: No,
3: I think it's the other way around. I tried that for a while.
12: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, Shane, I've been thinking that you need another dog, and the reason I've been thinking that is because you told us you're getting another dog. It's true. I, I, I think it'd be good for you. You mm. love, you love dogs. You love irrational amounts of
12: responsibility at home.
6: Puppies are a lot of work, dude. I'm worried about you.
12: <laughs> I did not envision setting it up that way. <laughs> Um, this is like an intervention, more so than a <laughs> yeah. fun topic. Like, like I posed it as a as a fun thing. Like this is the way I envisioned it, and I, I appreciate you for thinking of me like that, Speaks. Yeah, yeah. Very very nice of you. But I am getting a second dog. Oh, okay. I'm picking it up. So we
5: can't weigh in on whether you should or not.
12: <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't the question. <laughs> okay. I am getting a second we have dog. we have I, thought, about I that. thought the topic was should. I, I'm I'm very I, I'm I'm very should? good at dogs. So is getting a second one me giving up? Or is it going to help my dating life? A second dog. To have Willie, very annoying, kind of bitey, but adorable. Oh, I didn't know Willie then, was bitey. That's. Too she's a little nippy. Yeah, she's, she's, an, she's an Aussie sh- shepherd. She's a little nippy. If dad, you get up and walk away nippity. from the living room, she, she'll like bite your fingertips and your ankles and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but Willie
6: has helped your dating life.
12: Massively. Right. So adding a second one, I should be married next month, right?
6: Well, I don't see why it would hurt your dating life. Unless you just can't go out more because puppies are a lot of work.
12: It's, it's not a puppy, though. Yeah,
6: you're right. It's a little over he's, one. He's
12: li- yeah, a little over a year.
6: So the so, house, trained. Yeah, and, 100%. Okay. Well, yeah. then, yeah, then you should be fine.
12: I should be okay, right? It, it should help.
6: See, I don't know about, I mean, is.
12: Like, imagine me, but handsome but as but I am, walking with two dogs down Armitage or the 606 as opposed to just walking with Willie. See. That's going to help. I,
6: I don't know. Actually, in that scenario that you just painted, I feel like there might not be any difference between one and two, one and four, one and six. I mean, maybe one and six, you're like a professional dog walker or something, and they think it's your job. And right. That
12: would, that would be worse. Six would be Six would be they'd worse. be like, get the hell away. But, but what, what, why is two better than one? Well, I'm trying to put myself in a, in a woman's shoes. Like, the seven women that listen, please chime in either on the text line or Twitch. If you see a very handsome man like myself walking down the street <laughs> with two dogs, you're like, damn. He can handle two dogs like that. Dude is just by himself handling two dogs. He could probably handle me. I just said I, I just said
5: earlier that you know I thought it was going to be a good thing for you, but now here I am picturing that and thinking about it from the woman's perspective, and yeah. that's a lot, man. <laughs> that's a lot. It, like you, you're not a lot. You're okay. You're no, I could be a lot. I okay. can for
12: sure be but a lot.
5: You and Willie is extra a lot, but you and two dogs like if I see. If I see a dude with two dogs, I'm like, "That's there's a lot of responsibility there, a lot of time on his hands. I don't know how much attention is left over for me. That's that's my concern."
12: Okay. All right. Well, something do- to, something to consider for sure.
6: After
5: <laughs> he <as> already <laughs> fought the dog.
9: Did this play out how you envisioned when you put it on the rundown no, this
8: morning?
12: Nah. No, it didn't. No, no it didn't.
6: But well, I still it. No, it worked. Us to no, say? it worked. Shane's DMs are
7: open, ladies. No. Come swimming no, to meet the
12: new dog. No, I wasn't. I wasn't soliciting <laughs> for love. I wasn't I mean, doing that. I was posing like the, you were. No, I was posing the question, will it help me or will it hurt me? I don't. And you've answered it.
0: I,
6: I, I think no difference. Okay. My, I, I think no difference. You already it, Going from zero to one is a clear help you. Oh. I don't really see why going from one to two helps you more.
12: All right, what if I get another grill too? <laughs>
6: <laughs> see, that's the thing. I don't think if one did to four two. To five. Are you on the apps? No. That'd be pretty funny if you gave your stats on the apps dogs? When I was
12: on Hinge, I did mention that I had four grills, and one of my pictures was all four. Of them. Oh, I thought you meant the grilling apps, the Weber. <laughs> <20 bucks. laughs> I'm
8: on
12: but those the, apps. The Weber app should have a dating portion.
6: <laughs> it really should. There's a dog dating app, isn't there, for dog lovers? You know,
5: I don't know. I, I think there I, is. I do a lot of roasting, use a lot of hickory. Oh, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I like kebabbing on the weekends.
12: Wouldn't use a lot of hickory, right though, Tanny? Because that's for that's for quick smokes. Damn it! It's kind yeah, of penetrative. Why you? Pente- would you? you penetrative kind of became
6: Trump there when you were talking about your grilling. <laughs> a lot of hickory. This is the best. We got a lot of
8: hickory.
5: <laughs>
12: so much hickory.
5: I feel bad. I wanted to be supportive of the second dog, but then my honest opinion was picturing somebody with two dogs and thinking there's no attention left They're
12: both for so cute, though. Yeah, they, like, I roll with those homies this down the new street. One,
5: this, this new one that you shared the pictures of. This one's adorable. Danny Barkins. You're going to call it Danny Barkins, right?
12: <laughs> nope, absolutely not. No. Oh, you should. Nope, absolutely not.
5: Matt Beagle? No. Nope. Is it a Beagle? Nope.
12: No? No, half Border Collie, half Pitbull. Oh, okay. These were
6: good suggestions by John Greenberg of The Athletic.
12: Do you want to roll through all of them?
6: Bitch Rosen, <laughs>
8: <laughs>
5: it's pretty good. That's pretty strong. It's pretty good. Oh man, half
9: pitbull, you say? Half half pitbull, half border collie. The boy or girl? Uh boy. Mister seven seven three.
12: <laughs> <laughs> Dolly, yes. Not in the pit bull. Timber. Huh? <laughs> not, not many Pitbull fans over there, yeah, no, I really
9: thought there was. I, I gotta know my audience Yeah, a I, co- bit I couldn't yes have the pitbull One guy in a car somewhere really enjoyed
8: that. <laughs> yeah, Teddy! You nailed that! That's right.
12: <laughs> one guy screaming, Uno, Dos, Tres, What And it's Pitbull. <laughs> That's what it is. He's he a huge fan. He's driving on 290. He's called he... Mr. Miami Dade County. He's
10: a huge
12: fan. <laughs> <laughs> Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
4: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Some people like Chris Emma.
6: Whoa. This guy says controversial things on the radio. Mark Grody.
13: Some people like Chris Emma. Some people like Chris Emma.
6: How dare you say that? Such a
13: thing to say. Who Wait, it, are, who are that, those people? Is that some people like Chris Emma as in like him or This is a big I,
5: syntax show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all about we're all about <laughs> snipping uh, syntax and taking people out of context. That
13: Please. is Tanny's talent it, right there. Yeah. I think he is most responsible. Is Chris Tannehill at this point most responsible for the score theme of taking people out of context, just historically. What what a legacy. You you were not the (laughs) first to do it. But have you now been doing it the longest, wow. I suppose, well, would be it's the it's possible. Question.
9: I have no other life skills, so I'm, <laughs> just, I'm here a long time, so that's the criteria that I suppose. Yeah, I mean. Secret bad guy
12: for a lot of reasons, people <laughs> yeah. say. Best but ever done. For a lot dead. of reasons, secret bad guy. And, and, I, I
5: and, would argue that he's adding the level of consciousness of like, hey, this is how it would sound if I actually did this, you know? If <laughs> I actually <laughs> took somebody. But of course, he's actually doing it at that point. So, that's yeah. fair.
13: Oh, God. He's a secret bad guy and the, the thing is is he's great at being the reasonable guy on this show tanny is that's the, what does that say about everyone else we're not
6: secret bad guys
5: bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we're very public
6: we're <laughs> yeah.
13: naturally unreasonable yeah,
6: yeah three bad guys and a secret bad guy that's the secret to our success <laughs>
13: <laughs> somehow it works things happen man things you happen know, on that, this show that's, that's, <laughs> right right keep it kind of shaking your head at god for a second though that's well, why you fit in i i bring things like that Somebody was saying that to me the other day. It might have been Chris Emma actually. It's like you had a they're like, you had a hell of a year with some of the stuff you said you did to the players this year. Yeah, you followed up. On, reporter. You yeah. followed up on the baked potato. Yeah, with, the bake, the, the whole baked potato thing. Uh huh. Yeah, that's for <laughs> the sure.
4: baconator, large strawberry lemonade, large
13: fry. You get a ten piece spicy nugget, and then for filling it, maybe a frostbite. Baked potato, baked potato.
6: <laughs> Excellent follow up question.
13: I don't know why I was so insistent it, on it. baked potato, right? Because you, yeah. you
6: said that. Why that came and struck me was because you said that there was too many people around for you to follow up on something else that was like football related or cheese. something. Cheese, no, it, was, it, it, it was, was cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cheese. There was you can something ask if the you're, burger you're was right, on cheese
13: because that was not a one-on-one interview. Yeah, there were several other reporters. So but you you had to get your baked potato question uh, yeah, in. of all things. Yeah, I, had, I was insistent. I don't even think I was listening to his answer. Skull.
6: We should do like a power ranking and
13: skull oh, session. Skull session. Session,
8: that
4: was another. Good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So- I think I can definitely credit that to uh, what we call school sessions in the in the summer. What uh, sessions? I'm sorry. School, like, yeah. like like the electric school. That's what we call. That's what we call it. <laughs> I about mean, like, skull, like, we call it, it school.
6: Oh,
13: okay, yeah. okay. Oh, my god, okay.
5: I'm gonna pretend like I know what you're talking about now. Okay. No, nothing makes oh, me yeah. happier when you're like, Oh, yeah, okay, school. Yeah. That's not what he said at
13: all. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for the sake of everybody else there and for the time of the people, sure. I was like, I'm getting out, I'm just gonna act like I know what he's talking right. about because this isn't going anywhere. I'll break down the tape later. I'll, you know what? <laughs> my mentality. Parkinson's speakable. No, I'll take it to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why we, we work so do. well. Yes. Yes.
6: Some people, some reporters, you know, they they judge themselves by scoops.
13: Right. You Sound bites. Yeah, sound. Bite. What, what? How do you here Right? Hey, you got to have some sort of identity. Everybody's got the sound. What can you do with it? So, what can you do so with tonight, it? So,
5: tonight, this is on the clock tonight. This yes. is the much heralded, the, the long forgotten on the clock. Right.
13: We have been working on this show. Like the off season has been long. The demand is here. There is a season two of On the Clock. And yes, it begins tonight at six o'clock, six o'clock until seven o'clock. I'm going to have Mike Renner on, who is from the, the Locked On Network, and he is a draft expert, so we will talk to him about what he thinks the Bears should do at 1-9 and nine and other teams. Um, and we're going to do this once a week, usually on Fridays, sometimes on Thursdays, and just go heavy duty on the draft, and obviously 97% of it will be as it pertains to the Chicago Bears in the draft. Someone should talk about it. You know, it's just, it just well. it just hasn't
6: been covered. So we're going to do a town hall
13: on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna really gonna be so great. It's gonna be something <laughs> that I might have to. Let's see. Can I come to the town? Can halls? you lurk in the back I, of just, the room? For yeah, the yeah come to the town hall. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be. Do you want to be the town crier?
5: No. Would you wear like the town crier outfit and walk around with a megaphone <laughs> and like give people the opportunity? Or just you know a bell or I something would be like happy
13: that. Happy to. I'm always I'm always glad to play a part on the Parkinsons and Spiegel show. You're always available. So yes yeah. you're doing I'm something. All, well, that that is true. No, actually, I recently was. I heard I heard this live, and it kind of hurt a little bit. I heard you guys knocking me out of the power rankings, out of the the Parkinsons and Spiegel show. What we do? The mob. I the, I heard Shane saying that I'm out of the top ten. It was la- it was before the Super Bowl. Oh no! And you were discussing. What we? Oh, I, I vaguely remember this. What were we talking about? Well, like, we
12: put Matt Doherty from Rinaldi's in the extended show, oh, and then we said right. Connor and Lapka also in it, and then you said, well, what about Grody? Is he inside of the top ten? And it was a very quick no for me. Yeah.
6: Right. Yeah. But I had always said that he was kind of the fifth
13: member. Right? did. Right. So now he, I'm not even top ten. He was like yeah. the Stu yeah. Sutcliffe
5: <laughs> for the, uh, of than mm. of, of, of Spiegel. Stu yeah. Sutcliffe. Or Billy Preston was really the fifth. Okay. Oh, okay.
13: Did okay. You, have you heard I'm your for...
5: new uh, Pearl Jam song, by the way? I, I
13: have heard it. Yes, Do you I, like it? I like it. I don't know that it blew me away, but sometimes it takes a little, you know, a few times of hearing it to uh, to let it blow you away. What about you? Yeah, no, yeah? I,
5: I, I liked it, but okay. I didn't feel like connected. Yeah,
13: to it, yeah I think know? that's what it is. You too. know what my
12: favorite verse was? The second one where he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. "Into the wild." Okay,
5: Shane, at one point he goes, he, he goes, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, oh.
13: <laughs> Cubs <laughs> going all the <laughs> way." You gonna go see him at Wrigley? Uh, I, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have the tickets yet, but there are two (laughs) shows, and I will... I don't know if they're on sale yet. I don't... Yeah, yeah, I applied to get... You know, they do a thing where they put you in a a pool and then you do or do not get
5: the tickets. He's got to so be I... taken care of. Well, we'll see. We'll we see. need to take the care la- of Mark. The Brody. last time
13: I was talking about Pearl Jam tickets I was taken care of so maybe as we get the This is what I'm it, doing it, for it, you, it, Mark. I remember
6: actually... that I remember that story was just play it cool and <laughs> let's just talk about it again. Yeah, maybe you get taken
13: I care of. Yeah. I think it was you that that had me taken care of. Yeah, Wait let's a just second. keep this talk going. What
9: though? the coom dog? Go with the coom dog. I'm yeah. sure he's going, right? Him and Eddie are tight, right? Well, uh the
13: problem is is the the cubs will be on the road so that's when they do the concerts yeah so yeah. so kum will have to be <laughs> well, there i, I don't mean, well, yeah i don't know. hey <laughs> right, will he have to be there right yeah, yeah. he well, came I, back
5: I, he came back for springsteen last I, year yes, i got right. well i said
13: that I, I, my i have to tell you i pulled this off my this may be one of the reasons i'm not doing the job anymore but in 2015 my rookie year doing the the cubs pre and post i i did Take time off to go to a Pearl Jam concert at Wrigley Field. Oh wow! So that I don't know, man. That's uh, I. I So I'm saying, and you still got a ring. Yeah, still got a ring. Maybe, uh, maybe Coom will do it. We'll see.
5: Should not have been punished for that. I well, can't imagine I, if you. you no, know, I don't know.
13: I, I just don't know. But I do know. On the clock is next. That's excellent. Thanks, guys. Getting
6: Lascarola tonight. My weekend is made. Oh, there you go. I'm so excited. So excited. What a great dish.
5: Cannot wait. Hey, Shane, a single mom checked in. She has two daughters in their 20s, and she believes that two dogs are better than one. It shows that you're thinking about the other dog and you want companionship for him. Shows you are a compassionate, a good sign, and a guy.
12: You making that up? I don't see it here. No, it's there. Yeah, I see it now. Go ahead, uh, single mom from the 815. Slide into my DMs. (laughs) You or the daughters. I was going to say.
6: I think it's the daughters. told you that was his motivation. Thank you to Christine Brennan, who's on the show today. She was a fantastic guest. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat, video stream. Thank you, sirs. I'll enjoy the dunk contest this weekend. Uh, you handle the Pro Bowl. I'll handle All-Star Weekend Festivities. Well,
5: I got Sabrina and Steph.
6: Oh, right. Yeah, you'll be
5: locked so in, I, too. I, I got that one. All right.
6: Uh, well, then.
5: You take care of everything else. Okay, no problem.
6: Thank you to Shane Reardon. He's our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us sound better than we are each and every day. Mark Grody comes up after us. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson and Spiegel. This is The Score.
15: It's time to come home. We had a nice time. We had a good time. It was
6: tiring, but it was fun, and we had, we had a lot of good laughs. It was definitely uh, should I
3: say better than expected? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.